0: Hey, this is Jason Metcalf, uh, cover artist for Zenoscope, White Widow, Persuasion, and more. You're listening to the Top Five P- Comic Podcast.
1: Welcome, to Top Five Comics Podcast. People talking about comics, pop culture, and events. With us today, we have the Master Disaster, Josh Forty Five. What's up? And CBS, which would be me. How you guys doing? <laughs> uh, see, today we're going to be doing episode number 141. Yeah! it has been a minute since we had a regular episode. COVID world kind of got everything down and crazy, and comics stopped sort of for a minute, and wild nonsense. Uh, anyway, so today we're going to be going over uh, the Green Lantern 80th anniversary issue, and then we'll be going over the Power Rangers Road to Ranger Slayer, the uh, free comic day preview book. From uh, Boom Comics. it's a fair amount of story stuff. Uh, want to open up with a little bit of news there? Josh, you got any news there? Um, I do, but do you want to see
0: what's in the news
1: first? I mean, we can. What's in the news? What's in the news?
0: Did you see that Brie Larson is... Uh, Doing some stuff with who does she want to be? I, this is now in the news that just this randomly caught up with me just now. Um, who does she? Oh, Shame She wants to be Seamus or she, from my, Metroid. She like she did oh, some. Oh, Samus. Samus. She yes. wants to do something with like she wants to play that, and so she kind of like made a fan art thing and posted on her own thing, and she wants to play that character. Interesting. So speaking of news, like I like, saw that earlier today, and yeah, it's, yeah. Um, yeah,
1: that's interesting. Sam Samus from Metroid. Seamus is a wrestler. Or a little Irish guy that does a jig, but Sam is not. I'm okay. I can. I guess I can see that. Sure. I, I haven't seen that picture. I'll have to try to look and find it. That's cool. Um. So I got a little bit of stuff. Okay. So uh, as far as like, well, I'm trying to decide which piece to go with first. Okay, we'll go with this first. So Scott Snyder's announced that he's going to be stepping away from doing central main continuity stories for DC, and will be. Dealing more with his uh, own creator-owned stuff and properties, so we, he mentioned witches and undiscovered country. But I guess his plan is to move forward with some more of his uh, his own creator-owned stuff and do a little bit less over DC. Um, his uh, his contract, his exclusive contract, ended back in 2019. So, as a thing, he said he's not done with DC or anything, but he's going to be taking more of a back seat, maybe. And he also mentioned American Vampire maybe coming back, but that's been a thing for, like, I don't know, five years now, maybe, coming back? So I guess we'll see what that means after Death Metal ends, which Death Metal still is about halfway through as we're doing this episode. And it could easily be a realignment of everything, so I guess we'll see. So that's interesting. I mean, Snyder's got a lot of power over DC, and he's done a lot of really big things, and writer-wise, I mean, the dude's good. I mean, we've talked about him plenty on this show, so... As a, as a thing that's interesting, it would be weird to see where that leads, I guess.
0: There's a new Avatar the Last Airbender book coming out that that's takes cool. place between obviously Avatar the Last Airbender and um, Legend of Korra. It's going to be called um, Toph Bayfong's Metal Bending Academy. It's going to be all about Toph teaching other people metal bending because by the time um, Legend of Korra comes, comes around, Multiple people know how to do metal bending. A lot of the, it's like a police force basically. Right. So, um, at that point, so like somebody has taught to, them, yeah. so obviously top taught, taught everybody how to do that. So it's going to be a book central centraling around that.
1: That's cool. Um, as far as like other pieces to that, I mean, recently Netflix put on all that Earthland airbender stuff. So there's been another surge of it sort of in the world because of that, yeah. which is cool.
0: But also the um, uh, legend chorus supposed to go on there. Beginning of August, nice. nice. so well. it'll all be on there as well. Which <clears> one <throat> comes personally, like, I don't, I don't know, I'm asking for opinions because we're doing the news. But Legend of Core stuff started really cool, then it got real weird, and I wasn't a fan at the end of it. So
1: I never really saw the end, I fell out before that. I
0: got into the spirit world and spirit bending and things, and I was like, oh, whatever, it just yeah. got not as good. Gotcha, they went, they went a little out there,
1: sure. I was talking about things that are weird, and I just want to mention it for a second, because I don't... This is all a bunch of hullabaloo, and the last three weeks has been about this in the news. So we had a couple of writers get themselves in trouble for uh, misconduct. Um, Warren Ellis and Cameron Stewart, and at this point there's a whole... There's a whole thing out there about it, and that's about all I want to say about it. I mean, whatever. You, You got game, you don't got game. There's only so much you can... You, the, Both of them were wrong in what they were doing, but at the same time, like, what did you expect? You know? And that's all I really got to say about that. doesn't make them horrible writers. It doesn't, doesn't change that some of the stuff they made was great. And so everybody makes mistakes, I guess. I don't know. Doesn't. I'm not absolving them, but at the same time, just like, uh, I've heard enough and I don't care anymore. <laughs> it's. They, I know it's the wrong attitude to have. Don't get me wrong. It's partially despicable. But at the same time, it, they're not the only it's not the, people put themselves in that situation with them. So, you know, predators are predators, man, whatever. Anyway, um, something cool. Uh, the artist uh Apollo uh, I can't remember how to say his name, Sequoia. Sequoia. It's S-I-Q-U-E-I-R A. Um, he posted what would have been the cover for Amazing Mary Jane number 10. And it is freaking awesome. It's a mashup of like Star Wars and Spawn with Mary Jane. It's it's awesome. He's got it posted up on the internet so it's a bunch of places now. But if you haven't seen that thing, just look for Amazing Mary Jane cover ten for the unreleased Amazing Mary Jane series that at this point we think is if it moves forward is gonna be digital only, which speaking of digital only stuff, this is kinda of cool. So, I know a couple episodes back, I think we talked about Hawkeye, or somewhere I talked about it, maybe to everybody in the store, probably. Um, so Hawkeye Freefall, number four and, f- or number five and six, were initially cut from the roster to be made digital only, and there was no expectations to print it to finish it. We also saw that for a few other books, Star and, um, Ravencroft and Avengers of the Wasteland. Well, as of maybe like two weeks ago, they have all reappeared on the, the, mon- on the uh, Marvel 2 print list. So Marvel made the decision after they digital it, or digital axed them, about two months ago, to go in and print them anyway. So I don't know if that's because it's all big test, or if it was because of fans being upset about certain books. There's a couple we haven't seen come back yet, but as a thing, I was, I was super surprised. Um, so that's really cool. I mean, I think that's neat, as far as things that are being printed again. So, if you're fans of those series, hey, you're going to be able to get the end of the series, print-wise.
0: So it's been an ongoing argument of who should be the successor to the Bat Cowl. And in the latest episode, spoiler alert... I don't know how old this issue actually is, but Red Hood Outlaw number 47, um... Jason Todd takes a massive step forward as a leader and becomes kind of the less angsty, less angry, less abusive, punishing, violent person that kind of becomes a a proper leader and, like, he kind of gets the respect he finally deserves. Even though he he himself says that the most perfect Robin and the greatest um, successor to Batman, Jason Todd has said this, that he thinks that it is Tim Drake. Um, Obviously, we know that... um, Dick has, has taken on the cowl. Um, Sure. So has Damien at one point for a small bit. So is Asriel. Um, but, uh, it's, I mean, this is kind of, I know there's a big article about it, which kind of says that like, he's maybe finally coming into his own. And I do, I do kind of like his relationship with, with, uh, Tim.
1: Oh, the way him and uh, Tim, the both yeah. them. As far as closeness between the the batch of They're, they're the two
0: that's the close. I mean, yeah.
1: t- Tim's close to everybody kind of. Yeah, I mean, him and Jason have a different kind of connection. I mean, I, from, and, uh,
0: I know that Damien and Dick are really close for right. some reason. It's like big brother, little brother thing, but like, Damien kind of does respect him a little bit.
1: Well, after trying to kill him. I mean, there's a whole run of Batman and Robin whenever right. Grayson was Batman. Right. And Damien was Robin, so that whole dynamic, uh, if they could bring back that as a dynamic duo kind of book, I think that'd be fantastic, but we're so far down the road now with all this Rick Grayson stuff, which is just wow. aggravating, Right. Um, I don't know if we'll ever see that particular version of the of the duo again, I mean, at some point they'll fix Grayson, and I guess we'll see what happens.
0: They haven't...
1: Slowly, they've, they've kind of fixed him.
0: They've kind of well, fixed him. They've yeah. kind of fixed him.
1: Tim, they've ironed out the, the eh, most kind of them, most of them.
0: Like eighty percent of him. Yeah. Which when he was at a hundred percent, he was amazing. Sure. And I think that, like, maybe I don't know. Of all of the proteges, they all have their They're all. They're all like. They're all a percentage of what Bruce is. Like Bruce, oh, yeah. Bruce is all of the things, and I think that like. Honestly, when it comes to pure sheer fighting skill, like like Cassandra Cain would be like the greatest fighter. Sure. Um, you know, when it comes to just like you know acrobatic and like natural ability, like it'd be Dick. Right. When it comes to like the pure rage and like it's Jason for sure. Jason for sure. You know, like you know the the keen detection skills. It's Dick, or I mean Tim. Tim, one hundred percent. Tim has the detective skills leaps and bounds above everybody
1: else. Right.
0: You know, and it's just like. I don't know. They're just like they all kind of have. I mean, Damien. Damien's a little different. Damien's just pure. I
1: don't know, he's a mixed bag of everything, but he's also a lot younger and a lot he's, newer. And so. he's a, and he's a ki- he's full on a kid, but he's kid. like yeah.
0: he's he's definitely gifted. Oh yeah, he's definitely gifted, but he's just like he's a pr- he's like he's like if he's I, I think he's Bruce. But brought up with privilege and like and he thinks he deserves everything. So he's, he's having to be humbled by everybody else, which I think is cool. I mean, it, when, when Damien first came around, I was like, this is stupid. Cause I'm such a Tim fan. I'm, I'm, I'm a Tim loyalist. But like, you know, Damien being having to be like just kind of like humbled. As he's a, like, well, I don't know, was he 10 to 12, 13, maybe? Yeah, at this point, Who is, knows how old he yeah. really was, but he's young, you know? And it's just like, and that's one of my biggest, that's my, I mean, not to get massively deterred, but like, the Super Sons thing when, like, when John came back and he was, like, older a little bit, I was like, right. man, that's what was cool <laughs> about that, because they were both the same age, and now, like, they're not both the same age, so, like, how are you going to fix that?
1: Right, no, well, at this point, we're just moving so, forward.
0: So one's a teen, and one's a preteen. And I, I don't yeah. know, I'm disappointed.
1: Yeah, it was a little weird in there. That yeah. that may be because of other things that they are planning to do that at this point seem to not be real things anymore.
0: Yeah, it is, and then you know, then Conner's back, and he's he's rad. So
1: yeah, for sure. Um, well, speaking of like Batman-y stuff that has to do with Jason Todd, so DC Comics announced what the one the next animated movie short is supposed to be, and it's uh, Death in the Family, but with a pick a path option. Meaning that while you watch it, you will make decisions by choice of movie that affect Whether Robin dies or not. Outcome ending, yes. So just like back in the day when the book was originally made.
0: They did a voting thing. Oh,
1: yeah. There was a whole poll thing, which I'm sure... I I know we've talked about on the show before, but it was probably like 100 episodes ago. But yeah, in the the original days, it was a full-on QVC special, shopping network, and whatever sold most is what determined whether he lived or died. And granted, now maybe it's just because people were like... They'll never do it. I mean, that's a good possibility that that's what people thought. But back then, anti-heroes weren't what they are now. Like, there's so many anti-hero characters anymore. And back in those days, the idea of a uh, Robin that questioned Batman, people were just not okay with. And the style of hero hadn't shifted the way it has now. So, it was definitely a different kind of thing back in those days, and it, whether it was just because people hated him, or whether it was because they didn't think he'd do it, either way, it ended with, of course, the death. And so now we're going to get an animated out of that, which, the idea there's two different versions of the ending, and, like, different pieces, I guess there's supposed to be multiple choice options, too, like, during it, is what they made it sound like. But the idea that's being turned into animated anything is kind of crazy. So I think that's cool. Um, I guess we'll see what that winds up being when it finally drops, but... But yeah, you basically get to pick a path and make your choice for how it ends. So, crazy. I think it's neat, though.
0: It's kind of like, the, what's that, What's a movie that came out on Netflix? For oh. Bird something?
1: Um, Jabberwocky. No. Wasn't that what it was called? No. <laughs> no, sorry. Sure?
0: Yeah, it's not, <laughs>
1: it's not called Jabberwocky. Jabberwocky? It's called
0: Bird Bird something.
1: No. no, there might be a different one. There, I'm pretty sure it's Jabberwocky. It has a lot of different choices you can make, and it supposedly affects the outcome kind of the movie. But if you've seen all of them, it only affects it a little bit. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't can't give it a final answer because I don't know that for sure. I'm pretty sure that's what they call it though. Because I'm like that thing from a poem that we had to learn in high school.
0: Bandersnatch.
1: Bandersnatch, Jabberwocky, Bandersnatch. Not even same close. Not, not from the no, same poem. No, not, same poem. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Some of the same limerick. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not. They are from the same limerick. It's different words, <laughs> but they're from the same, like... The,
0: the Jabberwocky, the Banders. it's not the same thing.
1: No, they're in the same poem. No. Yeah, they are. 100%. I'll find you the poems you can... F- I can't remember now okay. it's been a long I can time. look up the
0: Jabberwocky poem right now.
1: I'm pretty sure the Bandersnatch is in that. Pretty sure. Pretty sure.
0: So what's next on the news?
1: Um, that's all I really have, man, other than just talking about things that are just disgusting and dirty men taking advantage of the fact that people expect favors from them. Because, I mean, what do you expect? Other than that, that's pretty much all I really got. I mean... Free Comic Day is sort of happening. Um, books have been being released to stores that were bought back in March and April for the event in May. Um, so those, those have slowly been released to stores to give out if you were a store that bought into doing Free Comic book Day, like us. Um, they've slowly drilled those. So that way Free Comic book Day can be throughout this, throughout the summer. And, uh, it was less of a one day event, more of a, maybe it'll help with COVID, I guess is the real answer. Uh, I don't know all about that part of the things, of what the decisions were, but yeah. So it's it's happening just not the same way it normally happens. Which is how we have the Ranger Slayer book today.
0: Beware the jabberwock, my son. The jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the jubjub bird and shun the frumious bandersnatch.
1: Boom. Good job, man. See? Told you. I remember some stuff, it just gets muddled in there with time.
0: What's the Bird Box one, or the Bird House, or the Bird something one? I have no idea. What was that one?
1: I have no idea. There was
0: another, like... There's a
1: movie called Bird Box, it's where, like, you can't look at anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Sandra Bullock wears, like, a
1: blindfold. And they
0: came out the same time, right? I don't remember. That is not a movie I ever watched. Neither. I didn't watch either of them, actually, so...
1: I did watch the... What's it called, Jabberwocky? No. What was the name of it? The Jabba. Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. I did watch Bandersnatch, and then I watched the video that had all the Bandersnatch pieces collected. We can thank our buddy Tyler for that. And there's only, like, it's weird, like, the little differences, but it wasn't like, oh, everything's completely different. So you'd have to watch it three or four times to even notice it, I think. Anyway, but yeah, see, so it was a thing. Anyway, that's the poem, everybody, that I was talking about. Oh, that's one, one part of it, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's all I have for news, unless you got something else over there. Um, I don't think so. I think... I
0: something else. Um,
1: oh, there is something else. Um, so, Ross yesterday was telling me about... There's going to be a couple uh, one-shot comics to come out to precede the uh, King Kong Godzilla movie. At least two. The what? King Kong Godzilla. They're going to be putting out a couple one-shot issues to precede the movie. So... What that means exactly, I don't know. Uh, he was me about it the other day. Now, I am trying to tell you about it, but I don't totally remember what all was involved in that. So, I would get enough for fail on that, but a T for try. Umbrella Academy? Oh, yeah. Season 2. Is starting up. The Boys? Season 2, I think, is actually the end of this month. Or maybe this weekend, actually. Wow. The Boys is starting back up? Yeah. They're supposedly getting a third season now, too, so...
0: And then, Cobra Kai... If you like, Kid,
1: you definitely should have Netflix picked
0: them up. So, one and two are supposed to be on Netflix soon, if they're not already. And then, like the third season, which has been filmed already, will be. I'm not sure when they're going to release it, but it'll be. It'll be on Netflix, which is cool. Um, I just want to see it.
1: Oh yeah, it's fantastic. I mean,
0: I could get, I could, I mean, I'd be like, here's $17.47 of my money. Sure, let's put it on.
1: The first two seasons are great.
0: Yeah, so I just want to see them. So they've yeah. already been filmed. many needs to released that. So I think Netflix saw saw something awesome. So hopefully, yeah, it goes in a good place and like actually continues because it seems like when Netflix does something and takes something, like they let it do its thing. They, you know, like they kind of let it carry on. They don't can't they don't cancel it too early. So I I'm kind of given hope to the fact that it's on Netflix now. Sure. Because like the the YouTube, YouTube red, red
1: thing yeah. was... Weird I, platform. They were he, trying to do something new. It was the only show of all their shows that were like worth trying to watch. Right. A lot of the rest of it was just...
0: I mean, there's other streaming mm. services that have really good shows that I, I don't utilize, which like like the Amazon Amazon Prime, Prime and stuff. It's yeah. just like there's stuff on there. Like, I'm sure it's really, really good. It's just like there's so many. I'm just like, I don't know where to look. Where do I put my hands? I just like, I don't know, man. There's just too much. Sure. So um, I kind of just pick and choose what I think is cool and like go with that. And like, I really liked Cobra Kai. So well, hopefully it's, uh, gets put out soon. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I know Mandalorian is done. It's supposed to be coming out. I know, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is like a thing. It's already like, right. going Disney through. Disney Plus. Thing. And I know that, uh, they announced that, um, A Lando show will be on Disney Plus as well, and uh, what's his name is supposed to like reprise his
1: role. We're talking Billy D. Williams. We're talking young Lando. Young Lando, bro. Okay, well, all right. I like
0: him too. What's his name? Uh, Tyler's guy that he likes. The guy Uh, that the rap. Tyler's
1: Gambino. Yeah, that's the rap name.
0: Yeah, him. He's gonna reprise his role as Lando. Cool, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. He'll be a thing. So. That's cool. Danny Glover's coming back.
1: No, it's different. Danny Glover. I don't think they're... Too old for this. Man, put the two of them in a the movie. That'd be awesome. I don't know what the movie would be called, but... I'm too old for this. I mean, if he's doing... They're doing another Lethal Weapon, which there's was talking about they, sh- about... they should. Well, why not? I, I agree. I, I agree. It's about time.
0: As soon as Mel Gibson gets ranting and raving about things...
1: Well, he's making a second Passion of Christ, which is really weird.
0: No, he's not. He's making a sequel, man. That's not a real thing. Oh, I'm pretty sure... That's, that's, you need to quit believing everything you read on the internet. I don't know. Sometimes you just you just hit the nail on the head. You're like the Jabberwocky <laughs> thing, Bandersnatch. That's the same poem. Like you're yes. crazy. And, you know, I'm like, <laughs> okay, you're right. And then sometimes you're just like the aliens. They cooked barbecue for the next door neighbors. Like that never happened.
1: Yeah, they did. They're from foreign country. That's what they did. No. Yes. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. The alien gray's never cooked barbecue for
0: anybody. Oh, I never said they were gray. They eat cats, just like Alf. Come yeah. on, man. Uh, gross. Uh, okay, that's that's the whole point. Okay. They eat cats because they're like Alf from Malmec.
1: I, I mean, I know who you're talking about, uh, but I man, still don't think that's a good choice of food. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm going to say no. It doesn't, doesn't matter how, how plump they look. Captain's
0: no. getting a little plump.
1: Uh, well, I will mean, be some good eating in there. He's just growing up. That's fine. All right, and that's a terrible segue for anything, really. Any barbecue. Um, all right, we're going to move some books.
0: All right, here we go. Before we get into the books, before even we even talk about anything, the first book that we're going to talk about is massive, because like, we do a thing, you and me, mm-hmm. called Action Figure Deconstruction. And it is a YouTube show where we go and we deconstruct an action figure on a weekly basis.
1: Yeah, like an action figure review show, yeah.
0: And so... This week we have a really, 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 really amazing one, and it is the Ranger Slayer um, Kimberly. So if you've never watched Power Rangers, or if you never don't care about anything about Power Rangers, this isn't going to make any sense at all. I mean, I can't really explain it to you in like enough words. It's basically Teenage Voltron, live action-ish.
1: I'm going to say most people are probably aware of the Power Rangers, whether they know the nuances or not. So... But the thing that's cool about this, like, even if you only know the the characters' colors and you never really, like, paid attention... So the very, very, very original
0: Pink Power Ranger, when it first came to the United States... Right. Her name is Kimberly. Yep. So in this story that we're getting ready to tell you, um, Tommy, the Green Ranger, he's the really cool guy with the ponytail and becomes... He's the Green Ranger... He's evil at first and becomes good and then becomes the White Ranger and then he actually goes on to lead the Power Rangers and becoming the Red Ranger and later on down the line he becomes a couple other ones. But anyway. Jason David Franks, he's
1: a real-life Power Ranger.
0: And he's awesome because he's an actual real-life fighter too, so like he knows his stuff. So, Kimberly, the Pink Ranger, she um, gets... So, Tommy, the Green Ranger, possessed by Rita Repulsa, okay. to infiltrate the Power Rangers and destroy them from within. So he actually breaks free of that with Zordon's help and, you know, gets free of that and whatever, and later on...
1: Becomes a good guy, yeah.
0: Becomes a good guy. So then, in this, there's a universe that exists in a multiverse situation in the Power Rangers where he never breaks away. He kills Rita, and then he takes the White Ranger power as well, and then he takes the coins from all the other Power Rangers, and it's called the Coinless Universe, where... He's Lord Dracon.
1: And that's where this story takes place. Right. Just to let you know, there will be spoilers. This is written by Dan, or written by uh, Ryan uh, Parrot, 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 P A R R O T T, sorry. And then, uh, arts, we have Dan Mora, and then we have uh, Hoon Din Lan did the, the middle part of it, so majority of it's Dan Mora, but there's two artists on the book, so... Yeah, this this is the free comic day preview, so it's a road to Ranger Slayer, because this book precursors an actual one-shot issue. Is it a, a big 80-page? Yeah, right? it's, a, it's a big one. It's, it's like an $8 book. That's cool. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it's, it's, it's a big issue, but she basically got her own giant one-shot book, and this is the precursor to that, so... Which is
0: also... What ties into this this week's episode of Action Figure exactly. Figure Deconstruction?
1: Because which the character we're talking about is the Action which Figure, which this
0: figure is unbelievable. It's so if you like awesome. figures in any way, shape, or form, check out the episode and also look for the figure because we got lucky and found her on the shelves. I've right. yet to find another one of her, and we can find her online and stuff. It's not like Super Chase, but like it's a brilliant figure, man. Oh like, yeah, and this sick this one twelve scale, like it's a brilliant figure. Yes, yeah, it's, she's it's right. unbelievable colors, everything. So. I'm stoked on this book. I'm stoked on all that stuff. So Yeah. Ready? Sure. Okay.
1: So, like, book-wise, we, we open up, and this is uh after Tommy's already collected all the all the coins from the coin list. So he's taken everybody's power coin, which, again, if you're not a Power Rangers person, that's the thing that lets him transform. So he's collected all those and it's made him super, super strong because now he uses all of them. And uh, in the process of all that happening... He's basically built himself a small army that dress very much like Power Rangers. I mean, they have full-on uniforms, but no coins, just crazy weapons. And they all work for Tommy and Rita, as we believe initially. Um, and in our small group of people that are still running around trying to fight like a Resistance style, um, if, in the Power Rangers we had two... What originally started out as bullies and then eventually turned into kind of nerds... Comic relief. Yeah, Bulk and Skull. Well, Bulk, he is one of the few that is still around and uh, helping trying to rescue people and save them from being taken and imprisoned by Tommy and his army. And uh, we're in the middle of him trying to rescue a couple ladies um, and an older man. And, of course, they get surrounded by a batch of the uh, marine-type army from Tommy... And uh, they're uh, trying to make the decision what the army basically tells them, that, oh, looks like you're resisting Because you're resisting. we're going to shoot you. And, uh, well, it turns out the Kim's also there because she was following the same pack of soldiers. So if if you don't fall in line right, or they just don't care, they just kill you. And uh, so she takes them out with arrows, of course, because that's what her other weapon was. And, uh, yeah, she pretty much rules the whole situation, rescues everybody, and then they... Proceed to move forward to one of the other hideouts, um, so she basically helps save all of them. And her and Bulk at this point have developed a, a, a pretty good like traveling friendship. Right. Um, very different than where things were at in the show. And this world is also farther down the line than a lot of the other series were. So we're several years down the line, so it's not high school age anymore. Everyone's in their late 20s. Or mid-20s, I guess. Mid-20s. Anyhow, so uh, as we move forward... We get all the we get this other group of people and deliver them to the uh, the hiding base. And once we get there, we find out that uh one of the previous characters in the series, uh, Matt, he's there and he's really bad off, like missing a hand, like he's just got to beat the hell out of. And he's managed to get here with a few people, but because of the way things happened, they're pretty sure people got followed. And so, with that in mind, they decide they need to evacuate everybody to Trini's location. We said he was never a ranger? Matt was never a ranger. He was Kim's boyfriend in the show, and the comics, yes, prior to becoming a Power Ranger. Then once he became a Power Ranger, the Power Ranger, they were all sworn to secrecy. So, he was the boyfriend that became... I'm, not, I'm late to a date, so think Mary Jane Peter Parker... Prior to Because Perry. she becomes Tommy's girlfriend. Later on she does, yes. After Matt's scorned so badly by constantly being let down and constantly being like, why are you lying to me? I see you places and you're, you're lying. He doesn't know why. Eventually he figures it out and all he really wants is for them to admit the truth. But because the whole group will not tell him the truth, because, I mean, they're sworn to secrecy, blah, 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 blah. So both sides make sense. And he gets kind of pig-headed in the, well, you're lying to me, so I'm out. And that eventually drives her into the arms of Tommy because, you know, he's there, he's the new guy. So Matt was the boyfriend that she couldn't tell the truth to and thus ruined their relationship. Gotcha. So he's a long-lost love for her, and in this particular universe, since Tommy never turned out to be a good guy, never got better, the idea of the two of them being a thing because of that is not a good idea for her. Whereas in the show, I mean, it played out slightly different. And in the comics, too, I mean, it played out slightly different. But for this uniform or this universe, that's who he was. Um, anyhow, he warns them that, of course, they're they're coming, and so she lines up for everybody to try to escape and sends them to uh, Trini, who was the Yellow Rangers' domicile. So each of the Rangers had their own like weird outlet post that to keep people safe, and that's what Trini's is where she sends all these people. And she, after Matt passes away. She decides that she's done. She's going to go kill Tommy, or Lord Dracon, as he's called Miss Universe. Because she's done. She's going to go kill him. There's no saving him. She's done. And she sends everybody else along their way, and off she goes. And Bulk decides, well, she's going to die, because that's the only option. Um, This leads to, you know, the folly of her shifting. Because up to this point, they're all pretty sure that Rita's still around, and that Tommy is still sort of working for Rita. Uh, we find that fairly quickly that that's not the truth, that Tommy killed Rita, and so he's taken all of her magic after learning all of her magic and knows how to use her spells, the same one that turned him to what he is. And uh, he effectively uses it on Kim. And that is how she becomes the Ranger Slayer. Uh, and then he sends her packing to go hunt down who's left. And that's where a lot of the rest of the fallout of the book happens. I mean, uh, she shows up to Trini's hiding place, and if everyone's like, Oh, did you kill him? You're, you, the fact you're alive, you must have killed him. She's like, Oh, don't worry about that. Where's, uh, where's the yellow Power Ranger at? And Bulk's like, oh, that something's weird. Like, why are your eyes all green and glowy? And of course, from there, she just reveals what the truth is, and sets up a showdown with her and Trini, and while that's going on, basically they, they trick her, and Bulk gets everyone else out, and they all manage to get away for the most part. And then that leads to a throwdown between pink and yellow, which is pretty cool. I mean, art-wise, the art in the book's great, and the fight sequence is pretty cool. Um, anyway, by the end of the fight, Kim has realized the mistake she made by letting them all get away, and uh, decides that, that she's never going to let them get away again. And then from there, it leads to the idea of... She went and basically created body count,
0: right? And this is like a prequel book to a lot of things that happen already.
1: Yes, it's a prequel mm-hmm. to stuff that happened in Shattered Grid. Which Shattered Grid, we find out that she was arranged later for a reason. That's what she she was called that for a reason. And so, body count by her hands without her really wanting to. I mean, she's being mind controlled, so right. She did some just
0: like just like Tommy was questionable stuff. I read it, and I can read it like like. And then Tommy did the same thing to her. Yeah,
1: same thing. Um, anyway, the book basically ends with her laying on her in, on her back in the, in the field after she's broken the uh, control. Because we skip from the end of this where she decides to fall and be the Ranger Slayer to the aftermath of the first event with Drake on. So, in order to iron all that out, part of what happened in the storyline Shatter Grid, which if you haven't read, that is fantastic. Even if you're not a Power Ranger person, is really really good. Just
0: a, it's just a good series. It's
1: great. Um, but in that series, when she encounters the Angel Grove kids, basically herself and the team, prior to any of the bad stuff happening in a universe where Tommy never went bad, they were able to break the control that Rita had over Tommy. So, as a thing, or sorry, break the control that Tommy had over Kimberly. Okay. So, effectively, we have two Kims, and then a whole pack of the friends, that, half of which she killed, but it helped that they were all there for her to be able to break the control.
0: Because, when you... It's called Shattered Grid, because when you kill somebody... It, it
1: basically fractures time.
0: So it's fractures, like, so there's multiples and multiples of multiples, and it kind of, even when they... Yeah, it's just, it gets... It's a
1: really cool version of time travel. I mean, the closest thing to it, I guess, would be sort of what they were doing in Avengers, except Avengers never ex- explained it in a way that made sense. I mean, they tried to, but they basically play by two different rules in that movie. So anyway, if you're into, like,
0: any, if any of this, it's a lot of like Kung Fu, Karate Swords and Big Mechs and fighting And crazy and oh, yeah. Darkness, but like an awesome I don't know, it's it's awesome It's like, it's kind of like if you mixed Three things together If you mix Say by the Bell With Voltron But then you made it like rated R <laughs> Slash yeah. PG-13 Ish, but like Violent, violently, in a good, w- in a, all, in a good way. So, oh, yeah. if, like, if if any of that sounds sounds cool to you, this is a free comic day book. Pick it up, and awesome, go with it. But then, like, just I mean, Power Rangers in general is like it's been kind of like a joke for years. Like, some people love it, some people are like, oh, that's dumb and nerdy. But it's like it's it, the comics take it to the next level. They're like people oh, yeah. who loved it, loved the show and loved all that kind of stuff and just like made it just awesome right and there's and there's so many different like uh versions of the power rangers as the, as as time moved on and things oh, like yeah. that and different characters so like but they all kind of make an appearance so like if at any point you like i like power rangers Zio, and you're like what's that like well if you don't know what it is then you're cool so you'll, you'll fit right in but if you do <laughs> know what it is it fits in somewhere because all those characters kind of have a place.
1: Yeah, the way the way Shadow Grid dealt with different time flames and different t- pieces of time. Yeah, it's it's surprising how many of the different versions of the show because every generation there's a new wave of kids that take over as the Power Rangers and that's how they move forward. Unless you're Tommy, of course, and he's just been a Power Ranger his whole life in real life too. So, it,
0: why does he need to do I anything? I mean, he doesn't that? have to. Cuz right? he does such a good job. Jason,
1: he doesn't he doesn't have to. I'm not, I'm not talking totally bad, but it's kind of fun.
0: I do wish you didn't charge so much money for pictures.
1: That's true. That, that is true. He's actually a fairly nice guy. I mean, one of the few press junkets we got to do, like, two years ago, was with him. And he was actually really pretty decent to all of us. So, I'm sure in life, everyone makes mistakes. mean after a while, dude didn't break into a convention to try to shoot him, which is really weird. But, as a what? thing... Oh, yeah. There we do you remember this? No. Okay, so several years back, this has got to be maybe three... Well, it doesn't matter how long ago. There was a fellow who broke into the Arizona Comic Con, sort of as the Punisher, and when I say sort of, I mean like a bad cosplay. But his intent was to get revenge on the Green Power Ranger for some slight against him that he believed existed. Now, of course, according to Jason David Frank, said so he doesn't even remember, doesn't even know the guy. And I mean, if you do enough conventions, which Jason does, do a lot of conventions. It'd be easy to forget somebody, and people can always take, you know, your bad day is their bad day, and becomes a problem. But the dude was definitely off balance. Anyway, that's why all the rules for cosplay weaponry changed about two years ago, because of that. Anyway, the dude was caught. He, uh, he was texting a girl a bunch of pictures of, oh, look at all these fake cops, all these people, they're not going to do anything to stop me, and anyway, she got freaked out, and so she... Alerted people, and that got him caught. So ultimately, what happened? Nothing. Security changed at conventions, so much so that a lot of conventions won't allow particular type cosplay weapons. So if you're a cosplayer person, man, his name is
0: Matthew Sterling. He's got go. sentenced to half years in the Arizona State Hospital.
1: Yeah, he's he's touched. But yeah, so that was a whole thing. Anyway, yeah, it was. It, it shaped the way certain things are handled at certain conventions. Yeah, for sure. This, this isn't funny, but this is something that was happening at the same time. So Chris, one of the guys in the store, he had taken his uh, Captain America shield to get it signed by, I think it was Agent Coulson at that show? Gosh, I can't remember who was at the show. And there was a couple of them. Anyway, it's a full-on prop shield. It's not... Right. It's an expensive big one, and they're heavy. The dude travels it in a box. And anyway, the first day, no problems. Got, oh, there's two. It was Anthony Mackie... Gosh, the, so he
0: just brought it to get assigned by whoever, the, yeah. anybody he's involved with the Cap stuff?
1: It's actually pretty impressive. He has, the shield itself is less valuable than autographs on it. I mean, he's got, of the Avengers, I'm thinking he only had doesn't have two. And he's got Stan on there, because he had, he's had it oh, that's awesome. before Stan passed. It's really pretty impressive. Like, it's, it, it's an impressive work that he has managed to collect. Uh, but the second day of the con was after that stuff happened, and all of a sudden they were not okay with the idea of that coming inside and had to go to the supervisor to be okay with it which is ridiculous first off because if you're going to throw the thing it's it's heavy it's
0: not going to do anything no
1: it's yeah it's it's yeah you'd have to be standing like 1 foot away from the you'd person you
0: literally have to be Captain america to throw that
1: yeah it's ridiculous
0: yeah so dumb
1: anyhow but there are other rules that have been changed because of that particular scenario so it's crazy how the world can they works. still bring like the lightsabers in and stuff it depends on the show Initially, there's a bunch of shows that said no, and then since then, we've seen Negan bats that were real, Negan bats that were plastic, and told no, it's it's not.
0: I think a <sighs> baseball bat of barbed wire is probably the worst thing you. Could I have would to totally
1: agree. But the Denver Comic Con that same year, only a couple months later, we had kids dressed as Negan, and when I say kids, I mean like I don't know they're probably in their early twenties that were told they couldn't bring their bat in, and were real bowdy about it. And then the next day, full-on adult male, like, I don't know, late 30s, 40s, dresses Negan, pretty good-looking Negan, actually, with a full-on wood bat with his own nails and everything. And I thought, hmm, I wonder who's in charge of down there? What's going on? Because Joel, who helped me work at that particular con, and Joel, if you're listening, how you doing, buddy? Um, when we left to go outside and put away cash box stuff and take care of pieces that you don't want to carry around with you, to go back for their costume contest... He was carrying his thermos, a little metal right, like water bottle. And the guy at the door was like, you can't bring that in here. And he's like, oh, I'll pour it out. It's fine. It's just water. I'll you know, refill it inside. Because he thought he was like, oh, it might be booze. Right. The guy's like, no, no, it could be a weapon. And we both looked at him and said, do you see our exhibitor badges? Like, We've worked here all day. He's had it all day. Let me get my supervisor. Ten minutes later, supervisors like, just don't hit anybody. And we're like, are you kidding? Oh, my God. It was the most aggravating thing ever. Yeah. Anyway, but you know, everyone must be safer. It's fine. Comic-Con stories, how I miss you. Comic-Con. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. as far as book, uh, Josh, you got a score for the uh, free comic book day, Power Rangers story? Um, you know,
0: I'll go to four and a half, and here's why I go to four and a half. The, the art change in the middle was odd. And I know, and I know that it's a free comic day book and, but it goes back. So it goes like boom, boom, boom. And it was really, really fantastic. And like weirdly for free comic day stuff, it's like usually it, it, they do like, they kind of, they kind of lead you into something kind of cool. And then like it gets, but it's mostly cheap and they, they try and as much bang for the bucks they can for a small amount of thing. Right. But with this one, it was like it was a full book. Oh yeah. So the fact that they changed the art in the middle for some reason weirded me out, and it, and it wasn't bad. It was just it was an odd change because then it goes back to it. Right. So like I was just like, why didn't they just run
1: with it? Well, I assume at the time it was probably a deadline thing, and then the COVID part of it, of course, gave you three more months, and at that point you're not going to go back to it just because it's already done. That's my assumption. That's the only reason I can take a point five off, because like the,
0: the the art they switched to isn't bad art. No, it's, it's good. just it's just not the same yeah. art. So like, it's still a really good book. Like it, as just a regular issue, it's something to be willing, worth buying. Sure. And the fact that it's for free, it's even better. It's right. really cool, and it gives you like a backstory on a really rad f- character. And so then you're like, what's going on with this? And, like, that story's ongoing. It's not done with. Like, it's kind of done. Well, Power Rangers is still going. But it's, like, it's not done. Right. You know, so it's going to be an ongoing thing. Like, so... Um,
1: well, we're going to get a shift in Rangers, and they're going to volumize. And I don't know if Kim's going to be part of that or not, but there is going to be... Like I said, the Rangers Slayer book came out last week. There is a three part mini series, which are bigger books also, for Lord Dracon, which is supposed to be. I guess when that ends, that may be the end of us seeing the Ranger Slayer, even as better Ranger Slayer. Um, there's a bit of what that does, because we're going to get a new Green Ranger in the new series when they volumize, and I don't know how many little kids will be left around.
0: What do you mean, a new Green Ranger?
1: Uh, that's what they're saying. Some new Green Ranger we've never seen before. So. Huh. It's going to be the next. Uh, Step forward, just like the TV shows, when they re- when they rebrand for a new series, we get a new class of kids. I assume it's going to be the same idea, but they say New Green Ranger, so I don't know exactly what that means. So Tommy me went to White. Right. And I assume that this may very well be whoever took over Green after him. And I don't know which shows enough to know that. What,
0: again, which there, I, I remember Green from other series, but it wasn't the same kind of Green. Right. It was just like they just showed it to have green this 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 time like well, they, it, you know so i don't i don't know again like you said we're not sure how that's going to go but yeah. being the comics it's a whole different cuz i don't think there's a show currently not that i'm aware of but like the comics can do whatever they want cuz exactly. like there's been like all sorts of different stuff like jason the original red ranger becomes like the gold ranger or something right? originally. And he's like comes back too like there's this all these different like resurgences so I don't know, like, they could do all sorts of
1: cool stuff. Right. And most of the stories have been, like, the comics in this particular run coming out from uh, Boom Studios, most of it's been really good. I mean, there's a little rocky patch right after Shattered Grid, and it's not that it's really bad, it's just Shattered Grid was just so freaking good that it made the rest of it sort of rough. And while that particular writer, not to talk bad about people... But that particular writer occasionally lands weird on stuff. So,
0: and they do do like really cool intermittent variant covers. That's true. Like yeah, foil covers and stuff. They've so. been
1: doing a whole batch of them, and the foil covers. And, look and awesome. they're not like
0: they're not super rare. They're not like super like oh my gosh, you're gonna buy like 900 issues. Number. No. Like yeah. They're like oh, well, well they do this really cool issue like covers. So it's neat. I like it. I like I like what they're doing. I think it's really cool. Like they took they took a, a property that was kind of like campy but like made it really serious and awesome right just like that really crazy fan made youtube video that was about 15 minutes long a few years oh, yeah, ago oh
1: yeah with the with the, yeah. with the creek in it it,
0: it really the Dawson was, Creek, right, and it just really reminds me of that, and it's like it's whoever is a part of that might be a part of this. I don't have to do some research,
1: yeah, but I don't, um, but know. I, I, don't mean, I don't think so. But well, as maybe as as writers, that maybe may have driven this
0: actually because you know what's crazy. I'll mm-hmm. tell you this: like speaking of, and this has to do with comic books a little bit because one, I've mentioned Say by the Bell once already, right? But also, there's also Say by the Bell comics. There is, but there's a new podcast coming out or came out, I started this week called Back or Zach to the Future. And it's a uh, "Say by the Bell rewatch podcast with uh, Mark, Mark Paul Gosler And then if anybody's been on Facebook, everybody's seen it. It's the it's the, um, from Funny or Die, the Zach Morris is Trash stuff.
1: I have not seen it. Zach that. Morris is Trash. Yeah.
0: Where it's this guy who like took these "Say by the Bell episodes, like ones where Zach does like, super horrible stuff, and like he's like, oh, so this episode, everybody goes to a party, and everybody gets drunk, and Zach decides to drive, even though Screech is sober, and he says he's sober. So then he crashes into a telephone pole, and then he makes everybody lie about it. Blah blah blah. And Then at the end it's like, Zach Morris is trash. Is talking about how bad Zach of a person Zach is. So that guy like got a job with funnier or, or La- funnier die right, and um, wrote this like when the, you first get into the business, they make you like kind of. Write a fake script for something to right. kind of show how good your screen like, and so he wrote a, a script to Saved by the Bell, and then he started doing the Zach Morris trash stuff, and um, now he kind of has with all that stuff made friends with Mark Paul Gossler, and like <laughs> because now there's there's a Saved by the Bell like resurgence coming out, sure. like a, a new s- series coming out, and Mar- like Z- he's Mark Paul's going to play Zach again, but he's the governor of California or something, and Jesse and Slater, you know they're. Work at Bayside now, which like, how Zach is the governor, but everybody else is like just high school teachers. But anyway, whatever. But as like, long
1: as the screech is in there, all he's right. not definitely oh, not going so any- to jail. No,
0: Kay. definitely not. So anyway. anyway, yeah, he's doing porn in it, so because that's what that's what he does. He yeah, he does
1: porn. I mean, well, there's at least yeah, there's one thing.
0: So anyway, like uh. Taking something that's like really ridiculous but taking fans who love those things and like expanding on them like and writers and things who like love old classic stuff and like but just making it awesome is still giving it they're, they're not taking it and changing it so drastically though it's it's not it's not familiar but they're taking it because they loved it so much then and they're like and this guy like he loved say by the Bell so much and he like made this thing like and he was like he was kind of worried at first that mark probably was like well why? He's like, is it Mark Paul going to hate this thing? Because it's, like, calling Zach Morse trash. But, like, you know, Mark Paul's just like, dude, I think it's hilarious. It's awesome. And like, Mark Paul's Gosler's never went – his his whole theory thing is he never rewatches anything that he's in. He Like, he watches it, like, the, the scenes that he's in and stuff, like, when he needs to. But other than that, he just leaves it and he moves on because he doesn't want to dwell on it. And so he hasn't seen these episodes of Save by the Bell for 30 years.
1: That's hilarious. And
0: so, like, that's what this podcast is about. So, it's just kind of like, it's cool. It kind of reminds me of, like, the Power Rangers stuff. It's just like, it's people who, people are writing this. They're not just, like, random comic writers. They're like, well, I'm just going to write this thing because it's a job. I think they are people who truly love the Power Rangers. Sure. And it's just like, it's something that was campy and cheesy because they took a show that was different in, in Japan And like they took all like the the action the costume scenes and then added these like American teenagers and like mix mix them together and it's like it's not the same show. No. And so, but then they made something really cool out of it. Yeah. And so it's it's.
1: I mean. Yeah, in Japan, it's a very different, very more serious, and not a kids' show. It's not out of control, but it's 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 more it's 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 more
0: serious. It is, yeah.
1: yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, book-wise, I give it a four. Like, uh, I, I, I dig it. I dig this whole Ranger Slayer. Her punk rock look is so freaking awesome. So, yeah, I dig it. And They keep saying it on there, but I don't think this is like that punk rock. But I think she- Man, you she all of her earrings and her crazy hair? It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Very punk rock. Anyway, so let's move on to the uh, Green Lantern 80th anniversary issue. So
0: this is a big one, so stick with us.
1: Right. It, it, a lot of short stories. I mean, just like DC's done with the last three or four anniversary-type books. So we've done Flash. We've done um, Flash. Uh, well, we didn't... Wonder Woman wasn't a... Well, she was in... Let's see, we did Flash, and then we did the New Year's Evil, which was a holiday book. Not necessarily the same, but
0: the same idea. The Superman was the Superman. Superman, was, Superman
1: and Batman, one thousand. Well, those or both, Detective Comics, one thousand. Those are
0: both big issues, they but they weren't same uh, we idea. Yeah, so
1: seven short stories. But this one's going to basically go through
0: like all the the Earth Green Lanterns,
1: right? And it's got ten short stories with all the different characters from this flavor of well, the, it's the all, sector.
0: It's all the Earth Green Lanterns, yeah. which,
1: which we have a lot, which is weird.
0: So to start off, the first one. Is the first original man himself, and we had to do a little research because, like, the story takes place after Alan Scott already has the ring, right? So he's so. just
1: become recently become it, and this one's written by uh, James Tinian, uh the Fourth, and he's uh, he's the guy currently writing Batman. So any of you enjoying Joker War, this is his story, and uh, the artist is by Gary Frank, who did uh, the uh, Doomsday Clock art. Oh, okay, so both fantastic. Yeah, it opens up with Alan Scott. And uh he's uh well he's riding a cab and like he shows up at this house and there's this lady sitting on the porch and he's there to see her, um and she doesn't know who he is. And it turns out what he's really doing is going to visit the mother of a man that died with it, that died in the train wreck that gave him a Green Lantern ring. It's so, like a friend of
0: his. So the backstory is like Alan Scott was on on a train and the train crashed because um he was an engineer.
1: Well, he was an engineer, but the train crashed because of a gang, like. And the
0: gang, like, the gang. And he was going to take over, like, making these new bridges in the train crashes. And when the train crashes, the green, that Green Lantern power specifically, it's not, it's not quite the same Green Lantern power. Yeah, it's a totally hit, different bag of knots. He finds it and becomes the Green Lantern, so.
1: So basically, the ring, the ring saves him from
0: dying. And this is the story of him. This is kind of like a kind of a story intermittently what goes on kind of on the train about him like talking to one of the people on the train's mother.
1: Right. And it, it's uh it's an interesting piece over there and she's like, "Well, hopefully you do something great with what you've." What it basically boils down to is he's he's let her know that he he wanted to see her to let her know that the the death of the son wasn't, you know, completely in vain and him getting to live, he's going to do something with it. And she's like, "Well, just do something good with it." And mom's I want to say, see in this this version of the universe, Alan Scott is is gay, and I kind of think maybe that he may have been the boyfriend of the man that died on the train, but I don't feel like it's heavy enough to believe that. But the mother implies that her son wasn't looked at the same way, and she was happy that Alan treated him the way she, he did. But eventually, Alan goes after the gangsters, which is what the fun part of the story is about. And uh,
0: Well, see, even in the original story... Like what? First to find out, like this Green Lantern specifically, like you know, the current Green Lanterns at one point were had a, a weakness to yellow, right? And this Green Lantern had a weakness to wood, yes. And uh, like when he fought these guys, they beat him in Billy Club, so he couldn't defend himself necessarily. But he ended up overcoming, and they took took him to justice. So, for this kind of this kind of like it, it intermingles with the original like origin story, right?
1: Well, yeah, New 52, so certain things are slightly different than what, what happened in the original continuity. But it's a pretty good story, and the way it mingles present time and past time together is really kind of cool. But yeah, it's it yeah, it's a short, sweet story, and... I mean, they're all short in this book, but that's what they're supposed to be. Anyhow, um, so the next storyline, we want to pick it up out in space with uh, who most people consider to be the original OG... Al Jordan, because when you say Alan Scott, most people say who, and then you say, "Oh, come on," and you have to explain it to them. He's the one with the red tunic and the purple cape, and they're like, "What?" And I'm like,
0: See, "I like yeah. Alan Scott a lot."
1: No, oh, he's cool, and like his even even in the New Fifty Two universe, all this the time with the JSA, like the dude's always pretty pretty suave actually, and like he's he's his main rival is Solomon Grundy, and like that's a huge thing because Solomon Grundy's such a big like he's a big villain.
0: Yeah, but then like even even more so. I think they never really talk about it, but they hint at it in Kingdom Come that the green lantern in Kingdom Come isn't Hal. Yeah, I
1: don't. It's Alan Scott, maybe the parallax one with the crazy cape and sword and everything.
0: Yeah, but it's like the way that they they dress him and they talk about him, like it's it's Alan, it's not Hal. And which is weird, is like, I, you know, they don't, they don't ever call him out of who it is, but like, which that was cool. And then on, on top of that, like, Alan also has two kids who make a huge, I don't know, I In don't know.
1: Previous continuity, yes. Yeah. From continuity, no.
0: But again, the new 52 thing isn't, isn't really a thing anymore. No, it is. It, it is, but it isn't. Like, there's a lot of things that,
1: like, New 52 change,
0: but aren't a thing anymore.
1: Now well, Rebirth has ironed other things back into it, but we haven't really touched on Scott since then. Right. So the last batch but of material was New 52 material. But, like, Obsidian and Jade were his kids. Right, and they don't exist in the current universe. But at one
0: point, Kai Reiner and Jade were boyfriend and girlfriend. They were. And know, Jade wasn't yeah. a Green Lantern, but she had the... Starheart. Mm-hmm. Starheart. So it's like, there's stuff, there's things that, like, intermingle.
1: We don't talk about that.
0: But there's things that intermingle though, like and we do talk about it. I agree. Because Kyle agree. Reiner is—he's no, my favorite Green Lantern, so we do talk about it. <laughs> Again, I, I, I we are going to talk about the there things because things. just like we talked about in the Batman stuff previously to this, like just because Tim Drake and all the stuff is different, doesn't mean that it wasn't at one point more awesome. So right now, like there's romances that existed, and like
1: you know, Kyle Reiner—they did, yeah. Kyle Reiner is that has nothing to do with this current story. Okay. Even though it's a thing, it has nothing to do with the current story. And I don't feel like it was ever ironed out ever since then. So, But there, is, the there is there story, is a
0: story in this book that talks about what Kyle did. Yeah. So.
1: I know. I, mean, I, I agree. the New 52 has had flaws. There's no, no doubt about
0: that. And this literally talks about how he was
1: the... Oh, yeah. That's still a thing. Even in the books, it was a thing. And they talk about him being the, the torchbearer. It's a whole... It still happened... And
0: the Green Lanterns never got affected by the New 52 stuff, really.
1: Well, Hal, just like Hal Jordan was never affected. Just like Batman was never affected. However, Underlings and other Lanterns were. Because clearly, Alan Scott in New 52 is a, is a homosexual male, And in previous... He
0: was on Earth 2.
1: On Earth 2 he was, yes. That's the only place we've really seen him. He hasn't been in the break of Earth at all.
0: But in this thing doesn't make him seem like that at all. So, no.
1: it's it, it's under, it's all around the page at this point. Let's
0: not talk about infinity. Let's just talk about things that exist. So this since, books, since we've readed comic books,
1: we're at Hal Jordan out in space, crashed on a planet, and go.
0: So he crashes on a planet.
1: Oh, well, this one's written by Jeff Johns, and which it, Jeff
0: and Johns is like the Green Lantern master, just the, like he was the Flash master for a long time. That's but very he true. But he's the, he is the. Uh, the Architect of Blackest Night. So yes. keep that in mind.
1: Right. And the uh, so, art is by uh, I- 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 Ian Reese.
0: Which is awesome. Yeah, fantastic. And like, Hal Jordan, to be fair, I'm going to do this one, but how, well, was well, Kyle Runner next?
1: It doesn't matter. We can t- we don't have to alternate. When we get to Kyle, okay. you can do Kyle. So,
0: so, Hal Jordan crashes on this planet and he talks to his ring and he's like, ow. Um, he just like, he just like, Crash lands, dirt smashes up, cartoon style, and he's just like, "Where am I?" And his ring's like, "Warning level, power power levels approaching zero percent." He's like, "What?" The parallel is like, well, "Why am I crash? Where am I?" And like, the ring has got nothing. And, like, he can't remember what happened. He can't remember the fight, and he's asking questions, and the ring's just like, "Hey, I, I got no power. Like, at, like this, you know, at Mi- minimal power." It's like as soon as like, which actually was weird. We'll talk about this when it gets to a different story, but. It's just like, it. the ring's just like telling them, like, hey, this is going on. So he's like, what, so can I do this? And he's like, hey, I'll gi- I'll give you three messages. You have enough power to send three messages out. So he sends the first one out. And he says, hey, sending out a stress signal to all core members, green and blue. Because blue is like... Blue lanterns connected. Blue and green are like super close. And I was like, if you copy, I'm stranded on unknown alien world in need of media assistance. If you read me... You should be able to triangulate my location. It's it's been an honor. How Jordan out message sent. It's like message remaining two. And so he talks and then he talks to Batman. Weirdly he like picks Batman and like he does this whole talk with Batman. I'm not gonna get into it, but like hey, like I've always respected you. I looked up to you more than anybody else and like you did you did the things that everybody else wanted to do without any powers and I wish I could have been you, basically is what he says.
1: Right. He's basically even because he expects to die. And
0: he's just like, hey, if you're, if there's anybody smart enough to help me out in the That's Justice League, man. it's you. Yeah. And then he sells, then he sends one to his love, Carol Danvers. And it's just like, which, is she not a star
1: anymore? No, she, she is. It's not Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers is Captain Marvel. Or Carol, uh, what's her last name? I don't remember. Dang it. I know.
0: I'm going to look it up as we talk. Okay. So, yeah, he's ta- so he's talking to, to Carol and he's right. just like, I love you. I want you to move on with your life. Oh,
1: Ferris. It's Karen Ferris. Carol Ferris. Yeah, Carol Ferris. Yes. The, the debacle solved. And they remember the airfield. Ferris. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. Because that's who he works for, Ferris Air. And she, it was her father's company that he uh, was buying the planes for. So he's hooking up with the boss's daughter is what was happening. But yes, so he's leaving her a message. That's who it is. And it, it's like, it's a good mind message, you know? He's like, I always loved you. I'm like, sorry, things didn't go the way it was supposed to go, and eventually she does become the Star of Sapphire, and initially it was just so that he had a bad foil that was a foil he couldn't fight the right way, and eventually we wind up finding out that's also one of the other colors for the spectrum. Which is love. Right. But it's a e- tainted love. Twisted love. Mm. That's how then, yeah, Star so, of Sapphire So is.
0: then he sends that last message, and his ring dies, and then he's like, oh, "I, I can't, I can't breathe. He's like, oh, wait a minute wait a second, I can breathe just fine. He's like, wonder where I am? And he starts walking, and he looks up, and he's in uh Las Vegas.
1: He's outside Las Vegas, Las Vegas Las crashed in the Las desert. Yeah.
0: He's like, ah. And then he's like, Ring, can you pull back those messages I sent? And the ring's dead at this point. He's like, I'm never going to hear the end of this. And then like, the next scene is just like, Green Arrow, Batman, Superman, Cyborg, Flash, Aquaman, Flash, Batman, yeah, and Wonder Woman Wonder is like Woman. laughing at him, and yeah. he's just like, oh.
1: grimacing holding his face, like, oh my god." Because
0: like his ring was smart enough to pull him back to Earth, right? So,
1: and even though the ring didn't know where it was and couldn't tell him what it, what anything scientific about where it was, because the ring knew he was safe. So like crazy coincidental, but yeah, it was it's pretty good.
0: And then there's a sweet in between the next story, and this one is a. Uh a really really cool like a uh, just our shot from Bruce Tim and wow. Dave Stewart it's just like
1: yeah they throughout the book periodically they have uh, like one shot panel pieces so we, we get ones for a bunch of the different characters mm-hmm. uh, But yeah the the one on the following page is the Bruce is the Bruce Tim one that's pretty cool and
0: the far sector chick well, there's not a story about her in this
1: um, I think she's only wanted to get her own book, but she's also connected more to the uh, well, she's not really Black Label series. and
0: so I think that all the ones in this book well, are from Earth characters.
1: So yeah, That makes sense. Anyway, so the story directly following that, he joins another Green Lantern, who's also crashed, and at this point he's beaten so badly he's dying, and he's been fighting these mech robot things, and his ring tells him, oh, his power levels are so low... And then it can't heal him, it can't do anything to protect him or save him. And uh, out of nowhere, we have this giant flash of yellow light. And uh, it takes out all the crazy robot monster things. They look like robot spiders, it's crazy. And here's Stan Sinestro, proud as ever, saving this Green Lantern from getting destroyed by these robots. And the flash
0: of light, like he's getting ready to die, and there's a massive yellow flash of light. Right,
1: it's crazy. Oh, this one's written by Colin Bunn. And uh, the, the art is by Doug Menke, Um, also fantastic art. I want to say Menke drew a whole batch of the Sinestro storyline, actually. And Colin Bunn, also a great writer. Um, anyway, so here's Dan Sinestro. He's like, huh, do you know who I am? And um, he's like, oh, yeah, you're Sinestro of Kroger, a terrorist. He's like, hmm, terrorist. Yes, I quite like that, terrorist. And he's like, do you know anything more about me, or do you just know what the Green Lanterns taught you? And he's like... Well, he doesn't have a response, actually. He doesn't wait for a response. Um, but just move, and moves forward with Sinatra basically explaining his life and how he first found the ring. And when he first became a Green Lantern, he became the greatest Green Lantern there was. And then he went back home, and he tried to orchestrate keeping home safe. And as he's explaining things, like, he basically just explains his whole past and about how he tried to make his world safe. But the only way for it to be safe was to be under thumb... And if you didn't follow the rules, where well, you were punished swiftly and without mercy, which is what led to his downfall in the first place. Like ultimate power ultimately corrupts. Um, eventually, his uh, his wife winds up dying, and that's like the final straw for him. When he finally turns on the Green Lanterns is after his wife dies, and he keeps explaining to to this particular lantern that it's all about the fear and how the fear is what really drove him. And without fear, the other powers don't work, and no one respects will, they respect fear. And this whole time he's trying to convince this lantern that which side of the pie to be on, and how both pieces are exactly the same. Anyway, eventually, after he explains you know, his whole premise in the world, he basically is talking to the lantern, and it's kind of like he's giving him a choice to try to switch sides.
0: Yeah, he wants him to join the yellow.
1: But Yeah, he 100% wants him to switch. And uh, that leads to a little more of him destroying, like, the robot things wake up, and he goes and finishes it off in this crazy, like, yellow power battle of him and Hal Jordan smashing everything, and everything in the middle just gets wrecked. And uh, at the end, he's, he says, well, sir, you, you know what your ring's doing, right? It's only saving enough power to find its new host. So once you reach a certain point, it's going to leave you, and leave you to die, and it will find its own host. He's like, I'm not afraid to die. He's like, that's the problem with Green Lanterns. And he basically tries, in the process of trying to convince him, he decides that, nah, this guy's not going to switch. And so he basically blows the dude away, kills him, and then the ring flies off, and he says, eh, I saved you enough extra power to try to find your new host. Go find your new host, little ring. Hopefully they're smarter. And then he follows the ring, which is way creepy and super crazy. Um, but it's awesome. And, like, the whole breakdown of him explaining himself... Like Sinestro is one of those that he's not really an antihero, but he's not entirely wrong, which makes it rough. And the dude's gone from being kind of a joke back in the old days. He's brilliant, though. Yeah, he's just so awesome, but he's still he's still evil.
0: No, he, no, he he he's not a he's not a good no. being. But my my favorite thing with Sinestro ever is during pre Blackest Night. Which, I don't remember what that series was called. Was the, like,
1: well, there was a Sinestro
0: Corps war. Was that what it was? And mm-hmm. then, like, the Mongol has, like, four, five rings on every finger.
1: Oh, is this when he was trying to take over the Corps?
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh. And he was, and he was trying to call like, the Mongol Corps and I blah, know. blah, 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 blah. And he fights, he fights Sinestro. And Sinestro kind of lets him beat the crap out of him for a minute. And then all of a sudden he's just like... You forget. I created the rings. They answered to me. And it just like messes Mongol up. And it was just like, and like he kind of does it as he leads him on just long enough to give Mongol like the satisfaction. And then he just like messes him up. And I All was right. just like, oh, that was awesome. Heck yeah. So I like,
1: I don't remember what series that happens in, but yeah, it's great. I can't
0: remember the exact issue. Like, I mean, I, I have it. I have to dig through some stuff. Sure. But, but it's just like, it was so. So awesome. He was so awesome, man. Like, he did, he just, oh, like... Yeah.
1: He's, oh. he's great. As far as the thing, it, it, all of Sinestro's flaws, like, there's pieces of him that are just amazing. And, like, if, if you guys didn't get to read any of that Sinestro series, I want to say Colin Bunn was actually writing it. I, I think he was. Um You definitely should check it out, because it's great. It's It's awesome. Yeah, as far as the thing, I think what this book really is doing is not a matter of Green Lanterns of Earth, it's Green Lanterns of our sector. Because Sinestro is not of Earth either, and neither is the alien lantern that dies. So it's more a matter of our sector of Earth, not necessarily a matter of just being human lanterns. In this far sector, she is her own sector, which is probably why she's not actually in this book. Which is something I only thought about just a second ago. Anyhow, so move on to the next story? Yeah, go ahead. So uh we get another cool like pin-up, of course. Well, this is from Blackest Night. I'm, I might Google that real quick. But which uh which part are you talking about? The stuff of the Mongol? Yeah. Well, it probably was in one of the books. It was a side book. It wasn't in the main series. But mm. there was a tie-in books so that were Korra and Green Lantern both tied in.
0: Right. I would just I thought it was part of the Sinestro War, but
1: I don't know. I can't remember where it happened at. But
0: but he like he basically takes it and is like all the like the rings just like shoot through his. In his body.
1: Oh yeah. It tears him up when it happens, yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like that's in the core book. I feel like or in the main book, I feel like that might be in Green Lantern Core. But it has been a fair minute since I revisited any of that to be honest. This is Green Lantern Core part six of seven. There you go. So it was the Green Lantern Core series that goes along with Black as Night. So Black as Night ran itself as a regular series, that was eight issues.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, I mean there was a bunch of different books that crossed over. Right.
1: Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps both ran next to it, so they ironed out other pieces of the story. You didn't have to read them, but if you did, it made Blackest Night so much bigger. And there was a batch of miniseries, too. I mean, there was a three-part Batman, three-part S- Superman, three-part Wonder Woman, three-part Titans. So, like, there was a handful of, of mini series, which just made it bigger, too, but the core book and the Green Lantern book both ran sequentially next to Blackest Night. So it just made it bigger. I mean, as far as series is, you didn't have to read them by any means, but, yeah, it had really cool parts on them. And they are being driven mostly by the same people, so...
0: I think this, is the, this, this website shows me the entire issue. Crazy. No, it was a different book. Never mind. Huh? I'll find it. You go ahead and tell the story.
1: That's all right. Um, so the next story, um, this is more like a flashbacks type story, along with time frame and art style. Uh, Story's written by Denny O'Neill, and the uh, artist is Mike Grell, 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 G-R-E-L-L, Um And we start basically on his train tracks with um, a fella dressed with clocks all over him, whose name I cannot remember. Oh, man. What is his name? Clockmaster. I don't think that's right. It's not Clock King, but I don't remember. I don't remember what his name Clock is. Clock King, yeah. Is it Clock King? Okay. I yeah. only took three tries. And the Clock King, he's got himself a, a hostage, and Green Arrow is standing there with his arrow ready to shoot. And the Clock King constantly talking about, "I've timed this perfectly. You, you're never going to stop me, Green." He's just taunting Green Arrow is what he's doing. And uh, here comes the train, and so Green Arrow has to try and make a decision whether to shoot at him or to let him get away. And then the girl starts, the little, the hostage has this little girl, and she starts squirming, and he's like, ah, quit squirming, child! I planned this perfectly! We'll, we'll get away perfectly! You can not squirm, cause that ruins my timing! And of course, he lands on top of the train, and she falls. And that gives Green Arrow the chance he needs to shoot him. And that puts him off the train on the ground, and of course, the money's blown away, and Green Arrow takes to Green Arrowing, like season one of, of the Arrow TV show. And he's whooping him. Like, Breaks his mask, and he, he's just he's beating the crap out of the dude. Blood flying, so this is like this is Arrow season one at its best. And all of a sudden, we see this catcher's mist show up, and it catches one of Green Arrow's fists, and he tells him, hey, you gotta stop, man. You gotta stop. And so Hal has showed up to pull Green Arrow off of the Clock King, and Hal, of course, has the girl, and she's floating a little uh, Green Lantern like a butterfly catcher. And so, Arrow is not about it at all. And he turns to Hal and he's like, "You're gonna get your hands off me," because he has a lot of hands on him—Green Lantern hands. And he decks Hal like straight up, knocks him to the ground, decks him. And he's like, "You can't stop me. I got—I have." This guy has to pay. He's got to learn that what he's doing is wrong. He's got to suffer for his wrongdoings. And Hal's like, "Dude, you gotta—you gotta breathe, man. Like, you gotta calm down a little bit. We can't be like them." And then he he says something about the money and, and Green Arrow, was like, you know what, the money's blowing like the money's blowing away. And we see a bunch of people picking up the money that he was stolen. And he's like, I don't care about the money. The banks are insured. Let these people have the money. Give it to the poor. Save or still from still rich, Give it to the poor. So he's basically just taking the moniker from Robin Hood, which is kind of what Green Arrow is sort of. And Hal's like, dude, we got we got to take a trip. You got to calm down. And so the two of them take off to a road trip, which there was a whole bunch of books in the 70s, which are basically about Green Lantern and Green Arrow touring through the U.S., getting adventures and social, social justice order problems at the time, dealing with pollution and all kinds of things. <clears throat> Anyhow, well, Hal tells him, I read this book while I was gone for the last two months, and how, of course, Green Arrow was also pissed at Hal because he's been gone for two months. And he tells him, I had to go to another planet and read this book, because I was being like you, I was too out of control. And he basically convinces him to read this Walden book. And he tells how he, he, when he was gone for those two months, he was living in a forest on this other planet reading this book so he could get perspective on the world. And it, this story helped him, and it taught him things about life and about how people were supposed to behave, and it would really probably be a good idea if, if, if Ollie read it too. So eventually he convinces Oliver to take the book, and Oliver's like, I can't go to another planet, so... Hal, at some point, makes a deal with Superman to let Ollie stay at the Fortress of Solitude for a few months and read the book. So he basically drops Green Arrow off out in the middle of the Arctic at the old-school Fortress of Solitude. He's like, if you need anything, call me early. He's like, y'all be back in two months. Be back in two months. It's fine. Two months. This is two months and two days. Sorry, two months and two days. Two months
0: and two days? Yep. Because it's the same as the... the, Same amount of book, Which is... Walden's like the... Life in the Woods. Right. By Henry Thoreau.
1: Yep. But yeah, it, as far as like an old school story... It, it... And I didn't read... I mean, I read some of this stuff in volumes, black and white style. But it, it felt like it fit. It's, it's pretty cool for like an old... The art's not in my no more taste because it's old, but... It also fits the kind of story it is. So that was pretty cool. And it's a neat like... I don't know, buddy cop story. So... <laughs> Yeah,
0: it was kind of it's like it's it's the second weakest story in this book,
1: right? To me, well, of them, time wise. I mean, I, I agree. No, with just you. in general,
0: of all the stories in the book, this is my second. This it's not like my least favorite. It's my sure. second least favorite. So. okay. But the next one, is my boy Kyle Reiner.
1: Right. And this one's written by Ron Mars and is uh, is by Daryl Banks and Ron Mars. Is also, an old school. He's he wrote a lot of the Kyle oh, stories. So.
0: It starts out with Kyle's hand, and then it's just like, "Sorry, there's a lights in your little temperamental." It's like, "No big deal, lights kind of my thing." And then it's just like, they're in this big warehouse, and it's Kyle and like uh, a warehouse worker, and uh, they're walking through, and they're, they're they're having a conversation about. So what are you looking for? He's like, "Oh uh, yeah, I'm looking for a bunch of stuff from the Warriors, the Warriors bar, and like which is which was Guy Gardner's bar," and. Uh, He's like, oh yeah, like there's a bunch of stuff I just got left. He's like, yeah, well, you opened another bar somewhere else, so like I'm coming to pick it up. I told him I would, and like Kyle starts using the ring with like his like he, like his a uh, light created gorillas like who are moving men to start opening up these boxes and stuff. And he's just like, um, yeah, like are they, are these things insured. He's like, no, no we're fine. He's just like, but you're that you're that one guy. I remember seeing you. I see. I remember seeing you in the papers. Here's that one guy. He's like, what one guy? He's like, you're the Green I like, yeah, well, there's a lot of us. He's like, no. For a while there, man, I only saw one of you, and that was you. So, were you like the boss for a while, or like, were you the guy? He's like, no, man, like, no. He's like, no. No, you were the guy. I mean, what was the deal? Like, you had to carry, did you have to carry the whole thing yourself? He's like, huh? He's like, you were a soul for a while, weren't you? And Kyle's never been like the glory hog guy.
1: No, yeah.
0: And that's like when, like, the, the ion energy went into him he ended up dispersing and That's how he, like, reuniting the entire Green Lantern Corps. because, like...
1: Yeah, from the old stories, whenever the the Starheart became part of him, for a while, he was the most powerful being, period. And that power did kind of... It didn't corrupt him, but it it changed the way he behaved, and eventually he decided, after conversation with Superman, actually...
0: He reignited, he re- like... He
1: decided to use the ring to see if he could restart the battery on O. Because at this point, this is... Kyle's whole thing is after Hal went crazy and killed everyone, it left one ring, and that one ring went to Kyle. And so for the longest Conflict time, Galvat had
0: it, enough power to make, make keep one ring. Right when he gave it to him with one lantern. So there's only
1: one. And for, so
0: for years, like yeah, years and years, and a lot of people time. hated it. A lot of people were like, oh, Hal Jordan. I was like, well, Hal Jordan killed everybody. So <laughs> so, so we
1: fix that with a on It's fine. He didn't though. Yeah, we did. Not nah, because he still admits that ha- that, ha- that happened. Oh no, he killed him, but he killed him because he was poisoned by the yellow entity that was in prison inside the Green Lantern Corps.
0: No, he was in pr- he, he killed him because of the Parallax.
1: Parallax is the yellow entity that lived in the Green Lantern Corps. No, was imprisoned in the Green Lantern.
0: Corps. No, it was, Parallax is the fear entity that was pr- imprisoned in, yeah. in the Oa and at Oa
1: and in, in the battery in, in the battery. Yeah. Yeah. So when the battery, the impurity in the battery was caused by the yellow fear and that, entity. And that's
0: why, like, the, the green rings were, had a... Uh, weakness to yellow. Weakness to yellow because of that. But now it's not exactly. it there anymore.
1: No, because now it's out doing Sinestro things. Mm-hmm. It's not in prison anymore. Right. But that's what drove him crazy. That and then the destruction of Coast City as of Superman. But he happened. still did it. Oh, yeah, he did. No one says he didn't. He, st- he still did it. No one says he didn't. He still did it. Still so,
0: didn't. anyway... So, he's like, yeah, man, I just, you know, I did what I could. I did the best I could with what I, with what I had. And then, like, they open this different box, and they're looking at different things, and, like, this different, this little thing come, pops out, and um, it looks like a an amulet, but then like turned into a massive robot. And, like, the guy's like, "Like, I'm not sure I like this. What's going on? And Kyle's like, Battle Drone from Devron 7. Guy defeated the whole army of them. But what kind of idiot puts something like that on display? Like, well, Guy Garner, mostly. Right. <laughs> he's like, he must have thought it was dead in, instead of dormant. And then, like, he's like, not the first time this g- time guy's been wrong about something, but, like, Kyle ends up, like, using his power and, like, saving the day. But he, like, uses the light. He, like, his his light construct is all the current Earth Green Lanterns. It's, like, it's Alan Scott, Hal Jordan, Guy, um, John Stewart. I Baz
1: know. and Jessica Cruz. Yeah. And so, um... yeah, he basically it, makes constructs of them to help him defeat it. So it's him doing all of it, but he builds other ones of the team to do it. It's pretty right. cool.
0: He's like, he's like the kind of torch I was carrying. Is like I did, I did this by by myself for quite a while, but I learned that jobs a lot easier with friends. And I wouldn't be standing here without without your friends. By which I mean, or well, the guy that then the guy said I wouldn't be here without your you and your friends. He's like, I sorry, I got you into this broke. And then it's, or I sorry. Kyle's like, I sorry I got you into this. Sorry I broke everything I came here for. But I, And the guy's like, I wonder not worry about a kid. Oh, it's mostly guy stuff, so no, neither of them should worry about <laughs> it, because like, they broke all guy's stuff. Uh, like, guy stuff. guys should have never had that in there to begin with, which we all
1: know the guy's awesome, so. Oh, yeah. But he's pig-headed, regardless of anything else. Yeah, uh, so the follow-up story, the one after this, it's written by Peter J. Tomasi, who also wrote a lot of Green Lantern and Green Lantern Core. Along with Jeff Johns.
0: So, hold on before we get started on this oh, one. sure. I did find it. It's Greenlander number 46, when it was during Blackest Night. And, uh, Natal Sinestro and, um, the leader of the. What's the, what's the chick's name from the, uh, the purple guy? The, um. I don't the Sapphires or the, the not, Starf- not Starfire, the other ones. Like the.
1: Diarrhea the Red?
0: No, like. Can a look at her? Like the purple guys, the purple lady. Oh, that's the, uh, the indigo. Indigo, yeah. Yeah,
1: like, the other blue.
0: But she has like a, a name, like indigo, like uh, something. Like
1: indigo one, maybe? I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, indigo but right.
0: anyway, they go to help Sinestro, like, take Kruger back from Mongol. Right. And like, Mongol's just trying to like be this, like, oh, it's the Mongol core, blah, blah, blah. And then, at, at the end of, and he keeps pushing like Hal and her away. And then, and then like, as like, mongol has got, like, his face is crushing it. Like, he, like, touches the rings, and Mongols like, what are you doing? Nick? He's like, you think I would have made something? He's like, I forged these rings, dude. Like, what do you think? I'm a dumb. It's like, these rings can, are, are controlled by me. And he's like, I am the Sinestro core And those rings just go nuts and mess him up really bad. He's like, He's like, you look like you need to recharge. And he just like, just, just like annihilates Mongol. And then all the, all the Sinestral Corps are like, oh hell, Sinestral. He's just like, and then that's when he tells Howie, he's like, I'm in charge of the thing now. I'm going to be the one that takes down Blackest Knight. Right. But that was, that was a really cool issue. Yeah, it was good. That's one of my favorite issues. Like, and I don't even like bad guys normally. And I don't even like Sinestral necessarily. But I was like, (laughs) because I don't like Mongol. I'm like, dude, this guy's such a dick. Like, it just is. But like, I don't know. That was was an awesome issue, so... Right. As far as Green Lantern, when we're talking Green Green Lantern, that was a cool issue.
1: Yeah. All right, so this story, the one follow-up, so uh, the next story in the book is the one by Peter J. DeMossi. This is ours by uh, Fernando uh, Passerani. I don't know how to spell his name. Passeran. Passerani? That doesn't matter. I can't It does matter, but I can't remember. I don't know how to say it. Anyway, it's spelled P-A-S-A-R-I-N. Passeran? Maybe. Anyway, so this story opens up, and we are joining Guy Gardner surprisingly at a bar. So, one story to the next story.
0: The oh, the well, the Owen version, which yeah. in the last the last issue or the last that story,
1: was collecting pieces from
0: the original bar, which was in New York. In New York, but the new it's called Warriors because yep. at one point Guy Gardner was the Warrior had this thing called like he wasn't a lantern of any kind. No because originally Guy Gardner was a Green Lantern yep. and then for a while he had Sinesto's ring he was a Yellow Lantern and people don't remember that but then he became this thing called the Warrior he had like I don't know it was during like test
1: paint is crazy
0: but he had like he'd mold his arms and legs and body into things and knives and cuts and I don't know it was weird it was odd it was like yeah
1: yeah it was weird, and that was before Sinestro had his own corp. That was the original Sinestro ring. Sinestro was dead at the time. Well, he he's died a couple of times.
0: Yeah, but he, that was the first time he died because like Hal broke his neck on yep. Oa.
1: Yep, and then Guy finds his ring and wants to so, using it. But it was before all the core stuff. so This was like there, there was like a test ring, I guess.
0: So then, anyway, it, 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 there was only the one yellow ring for yeah, sure
1: back then. There was.
0: So then he like so he had, he started this bar called Warriors on. On, in, oh, new, in New York. Yep. It was like a superhero bar. But then he, like, restarted a new bar in Oa, which was...
1: The follow-up to it, yeah. This is the first one. I think the first one's destroyed. That's why all that stuff was in boxes. Anyhow, so this story starts out and the guy's he's in the bar and he's telling stories about all the great things he's done. Everyone's in there listening to him just ham it up with different tales of different things and he gets a call that, oh, there's a problem with some missing lanterns and he you gotta go get Kilowog and... And come to, I, they, they tell him where to go. They give him the sector. I think uh, I can't remember where they told him to go. Well,
0: Salak is like report to the Citadel. Citadel is mean, right. Well, because the Citadel is like the main Green Lantern, like you know, right, the hub. And then he's like report here. Then it shows. Then it shows Kilolog.
1: Right. Well, Kilowog is at one in, in the gym. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hilarious. Because he's in there, and there is just so much weird weight; it's it's hilarious.
0: Just murdering,
1: yeah. Anyway, so he's in there working out, and there is a bunch of guys waiting to come in. He's like, "My time's not up yet." And so when Killawog works out, apparently Killalog works out alone. Um, anyway, in the process, he destroys the the weight press while he's lifting it um, because killalog. And then the guy shows up and he's like, "Hey, we got we got work to do." And so Killalog suits up and off they go. He's like, "You aren't going to shower, dude." <laughs> Man, so he's like, shut up, guy. I don't want to talk about anything. And so they he's get like
0: super angry for some. reason. Yeah, he's
1: he's so pissed. So pissed. Which I mean, I guess he, he's not he's, he's not always that way, but he's definitely he's, pissed.
0: So they send him on a like a black ops mission.
1: Yep, to rescue some missing lanterns, and they want to make sure they don't go they don't get noticed while they're doing it. It's a big secret mission to save these guys.
0: So as they're flying, guy has idea to like hook up to this this asteroid, and they're gonna like ride it. For a couple hours to get into, like, the atmosphere of this
1: planet. So they don't get seen, yeah. Right. In the process of all that, eventually they find the place these lanterns are supposed to be being held in. They get inside the planet, and it's like, oh, I think there'll be more security out here. And then all of a sudden these, like, rock creatures come out of nowhere. And Guy and Kilolog start laying them to waste, like, just tearing them up. Mostly Kilolog. And, you know, mostly Killlog. And then uh, they finally destroy everything, and they get ready to go through this this cave entry, and they do, and inside the cave is a totally different thing than what you would expect. Um, it's a giant Green Lantern core lantern with a Happy Birthday Kilowog logo above it, like a drape, drapery. It's made of Green Lantern Power, so it's all fancy. And there's all the Green Lantern. Oh, hey, well, not all. There's a whole handful of Green Lanterns that he knows, and they're like, happy birthday, Kilowog. And he's like, oh, you guys, I hate I ate, I ate birthdays. And they're like, yeah, we know. And we wind up learning throughout the book, we get some backstory on Kilowog and how he is the last of his race. And it just happens to be that his planet and all of the people he loved were destroyed on the same day as his birthday, which is why he doesn't like celebrating his birthday because it reminds him of everyone that he lost. And but, the cool part is the turn where he's like, but now I know who I have, which is awesome. And he
0: talks about his family now as the Green Lantern Corps, yep. and they, all, they, they did that thing for him, and he thinks it's awesome, and then they do the, They, uh, get, they do guess, the chant and the, 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 the blast. The, yeah, the Green Lantern uh, both blast. at the very end. Right,
1: yeah. which is awesome. It's a really cool, like, the family you have is the family you have kind of thing. And, like, Tomasi wrote a lot of Green Lantern Corps, and Pat Gleason drew most of it, along with Mick Gray. And they're all fantastic. Like, they're great, great
0: But people. mostly, Mogo was, like...
1: Oh, well, the planet, they were... Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, Guy kind of... Tri- like, he didn't, like, I guess, Kilowog being, like... I mean, go back a couple, like... Like, Kilowog was, like, don't like all this... Whatever, I'll follow you wherever... And then it was just like, uh, they went to Mogo.
1: Right, the planet they went into was Mogo. And Mogo created which the monsters. Is, which, is the,
0: which is the planet Green Lantern Yes, is.
1: the living Green Lantern planet. So Mogo fully physically changed his shape. And he's
0: like, Mogo, you did that? And he's like, I did this for you, Kilowog. And he's just like, it's pretty cool. Like, even Mogo, like, is in on it. Right. That was really pretty he talks neat. To the planet, so. Huh?
1: Well, yeah, the living Green Lantern planet of all things. But yeah, all the monsters they fought, he's like, I feel so bad with those monsters. He's like, I oh, no, Mogo just grew them for you to fight. That he made them. It's, they're not anything. It's freaking awesome. Anyway, it was it was a cool story.
0: So the next one is uh we got John Stewart and the Hot Girl.
1: Right. Which is uh Hawk, like, Hawk Girl. Hawk. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> right. The the writer on it is uh
0: Charlotte Charlotte
1: Fullerton, Fullerton or McDuffie. So they're it's an uh, abbreviated name. And Criss Cross. Right. Crisscross Cross for the pencils.
0: Well, Crisscross Cross is part of storytellers as well.
1: Oh yeah, I guess they were. I didn't, I didn't realize that.
0: So it's John Stewart and Hot Girl, and they're talking about like Justice League stuff. Because right now they're both in Justice
1: League. And I'm behind on Justice League, so I don't know that.
0: Right. So this would have been come out before current current. But... That's
1: true. Yeah. Anyway, they're both in the team at this point, so. Anyway, they're
0: talking about confidence, and they're going to. The, they're in the watchtower for some reason, and they're they're there for some mineral, and then uh, Doctor Polaris comes out of nowhere. And, like, traps them both. He's like, um, I'm here for the natural, uh, he's like, I can control you with the natural minerals of your blood, just like my, you know, does. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna stake, take this element. And I can't think of what it's called. Oh, the mail, male stonium. And uh, it's gonna make me ten times more powerful than I ever was. And I'll be the most powerful person ever. And then, uh, they find him for a minute, and they, he, like, just shakes him off, because he's, like, got this new maelstonium thing, and, um... They,
1: it heightens his power and lets him be able to do what he does better. So be, like, I, uh, I guess, like Magneto, if he was surrounded by magnets.
0: Mm, no. That's a not bad example, but, but yeah. Anyway. So he becomes, like, super, super guy. He just like gets an, his his costume even changes, which like, I always thought was hilarious. So it's like you get extra powers. Like in in the midst of it, your costume changes. Like wouldn't your costume just stay the same? But your powers get better.
1: It depends on how the costume's made, I guess. You know, like your lantern costume. I mean, I costume. <laughs> I mean Kel, Hal when he became Parallax had a sword and a cape, and but yeah, this particular costume it is a little weird that it changes.
0: So Polaris goes after John first, and after he gets his upgrade and. He's like, I'm coming after you. And he's just like, it seems like you're struggling, Polaris. And he's like, you, you sure can control it? And, like, John, like, goes, kind of uses his ring and kind of outsmarts him and, like, pulls the element out of him and smashes him in the face. But then, like, the element kind of, because it's out in the open and, and free kind of starts affecting John and, like, Hawk, Hawk Girl, Hawk Woman has to talk him down and finally, like, has him focus in, it turns it into, back into like the. It brings it back to the. Being a solid orb. Yeah. And he puts the. You know, he uses Greenlander ring and uh, puts it around it, and he's like, thanks for helping me, like, sh- showing my confidence. And she's like, no problem. We're opening Earth, so the day isn't really the day.
1: And he's like, focus, hot huh, girl. And then like, move on. <laughs> yeah, it's a, little, it's a little weird story, but it's basically about proving about confidence yeah also. about confidence
0: so the next story we have um Baltimore many years from now is what it says and
1: right this is written by uh, Robert Venditti and uh, the art of uh, Raphael Sandoval
0: so it's Hal and John Stewart and Kyle and they're they're at some bar and they're like hey Aileen, how have you been we never you haven't you haven't aged in a day and she's like that's not what the the feet tell me how and they're like having a conversation they're like where's your buddy? They're like, ah, oh, we're always waiting on him. And so I'll raise a drink to talking about old days and kicking off this reunion. So it's like, they're all
1: old. Right. And Eileen, the, the waitress lady, she knows them all by name. She calls them by name.
0: Because they've been there for years and years yep. and years.
1: And like, the, the name of the bar is Hunter's Green. So, man.
0: Eh. And so they all they all cheers together. and It's like, a four legs on a table, four walls on a house. And they cheers, but, but Guy's not there because Guy's all related to everything. Right. And it's just like, they they bring back like um when they fought, fought Starro Staro
1: and yeah they're all rem- reminiscing old stories and like even when they cheer each other they tap the fourth glass sitting on the table for you know cause Guy isn't there yet and yeah well they're cheersing
0: that glass yeah right it's still sitting there but they're cheersing it right they're talking they're just telling stories about Guy and about how he just always had this ability to like do the craziest stuff and they're talking they're talking about a story where they're fighting Sinestro and Sinestro's just being like super violent, super crazy and then all of a sudden Guy just like naked just passes by and guys he does a flyby with his ring like just... No, no costume. It pull, Full on just pulls Sinestro out of his crazy rage and gives him long enough to do their thing.
1: So he can beat him, yeah.
0: And they called it long time no peaky sneaky peak, peak <laughs> Cindy and like a yeah, and they just keep talking about, like, well, nobody took more shots. Because, like, they, they talk about how guy just loved to get, like, hit. Like, he, he, it's almost like he, like, loved to get hit in the face.
1: He enjoyed getting hit. And uh, yeah. he
0: pretty big to get smashed in the face. And I, like, lest they thought about killing any of his friends, people talk about how about having someone in the corner, that like Guy Garner was, like, over Batman any day, about how the guy, who would just he would just take it no matter what. So they, they, they do another drink and they're like, all right, well, we got to get out of here. And they're all laughing. The the waitress is like, where are you going? They're like, well, we got we got to go meet up with our buddy. And so you think they're gonna go meet up with Guy. And at the end of it, um, they could do the they do the quote again: the four legs on a table, four four walls on a house, four seats in the Mustang GT, That's the four corpsmen, and it's just, and this Guy Garner, and it's like his it's Tombstone because they're like they're obviously all old and retired at this point, and uh. It's just kind of like because guy who died before them, which like they all seem probably in, like their seventies or eighties at this point. But it was a, co- it was a cool story because like oh, you know, if all, uh, I, I love I love Kyle Guy Gardner has a, that like that strong second to me because he just he has a heart man. He, he has this thing that is like he does this thing that other Lantern. He he's the, he's the he's the he's the anti-hero Green Lantern. He has this way of doing things that like it just never follows the rules. He breaks all the rules and he doesn't care about anything like. I don't know. I always thought it was awesome. Like, yeah.
1: Personality wise, like, where a guy lands, even if you're not on his side, if you're his friend, it doesn't matter. Even if you don't agree with him. I mean, so many times he's been kicked out of the core, and so many times Hal's like, yeah, dude, what you're doing is crazy. But it didn't change that. But his still crazy's friends. never,
0: like, his crazy and his kicked out of the core has never been what Hal's was, and it's just like, oh, nobody, no. Everybody yeah. always is like, oh, like, yeah,
1: it's you it's know, guy guy's are so crazy.
0: Man. Just like, well, <laughs> you know, but. How kind of murdered everybody's that they're I mean, like, just for a
1: minute, you better. know.
0: But, he, uh, but I know he just, it, even his costume was always kind of like,
1: Oh, yeah, well, he yeah, had the ripped off jacket, the ripped just, off arms, jacket. it was also
0: just, it was always just so different than everybody yeah. else's, okay. you know, like, and that's why I kind of liked him. Well,
1: he's pretty, he's pretty raw. I mean, we did like a couple episodes ago, we did a, the flashback J- JSA, no, Justice League of America issue where it was him dealing with Batman. Uh, I want to say that was maybe two or three episodes ago on the show.
0: Is that the one where Batman punches him in the face?
1: Um, that issue that doesn't happen in, but it does happen in that so we series. We talked about that a lot, yeah, right? Yeah, in that series, it does happen. He picks a with Batman, yeah. but like, guy's always been like very bullheaded and pigheaded. And but at the end of the day, as long as you're in the right category, friend wise, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, it's a it's an awesome story. Like the whole catch at the end where you're like, oh dang, that's all right. It's yeah, it's crazy. It's it's a good one though. It's it's awesome. Um, so the next story after that uh, is uh, Jessica Cruz story, and this is uh, Mariko Tamaki that did the writing, and uh, Marika uh, and that did the art. And Adolfo she's uh, she's really big over image right now. Yeah. She's got a lot of books going on. So this starts out with Jessica Cruz in her house, and she's. Remembering being in the woods and an event that happened around a campfire with a bunch of friends, where she basically wound up seeing her friends all get murdered in front of her. And uh, that's what led her to her fear problem. And so, like, when the Rings first find her, it's during an event called uh, Forever Evil. And Forever Evil, the Earth 3 Green Lantern, which was a Hal Jordan that was being controlled by the Ring because nice. he's. Earth-3 is the evil version of everyone. so Hal himself wasn't actually evil, but the ring was, and the ring fed on his fear, and anyway, eventually Hal gets dead, um, Earth-3 Hal, and the ring finds Jessica Cruz, because it looks for someone with a great fear they can feed on, and Jessica at the time lived as a shut-in, and like, all of her windows were tinfoiled up, and it was all this deep fear because of what she saw with her friends, so this is a little bit of a flashback about that, and she's watching this knife that's in her sink, and she's like, did the knife do it? Is it the knife's fault? And then later on, she's uh carving a... I think it's an apple. It's either an apple or an orange. I can't be sure, because you can't really tell in the picture. But uh, whatever fruit she's carving, it doesn't matter. She winds up getting a phone call that Baz needs help, and she's like, ah, I don't know if I can go help him or not. And, Am I the problem? Is the knife the problem? So it's all dealing with like her inner, her inner demons and fear. Uh, but she decides, oh, my friend needs help, I have to go. And so that leads her out into space, where she winds up joining, a uh, Baz, who's in the process of fighting this, uh, plastic life form. A plastic, plas- yeah, plastic life form. This is a giant monster looking thing with crazy teeth and crazy extra arms. There's like, at least four arms. Um, and in the process of getting beat, the thing grabs her and it flings her out into space. And so while she's flying through space, she's, freaking out, because she's just floating randomly, and her ring itself is a little more underpowered because of the battle, and, uh, she, her mind's just racing, and eventually, Baz catches her, and he brings her back down, and she comes back to Earth. And, uh, she feels pretty good about the whole situation, because Baz basically saved her, and she's like, man, knowing what is wrong and what is right is really, really hard, and it's it's rough because she's a newer Green Lantern still. Um, but we get a little more reflection at the house and about her trying to decide whether the, uh, whether the knife is the problem or the person using the knife is really what it's about. And, uh, she gets another call. There's another problem. And we got a alien that looks kind of like a hammerhead shark, but without the sh- front part of the shark, knocking around the town. And of course, it's Baz. It's there dealing with it first. Jessica up and she's, shows up and she decides, well, she's the knife. If she's the knife, then she can use it how she needs to. And she winds up using basically a bladed, small, or like a Green Lantern version of the knife to stab this crazy alien in the jaw, or in the shoulder before it b- kills Baz. And so they both of them walk off in the sunset like, oh, I'm, you know you're going a long way, Cruz. You've gotten to be way better at things. She's like, oh, I'm still having a whole lot of trouble. He's like, want to get some pancakes? She's like, mm-hmm, sounds good. So it leaves the pancake dinner. And a lot of the books with her in it during Green Lanterns, which was a plural, was Baz and Jessica. And it was basically like her growing into being a Green Lantern. So she's still fairly new. I mean, that is, Baz is really new, too. Uh, as far as Green Lanterns are concerned, the only one really newer would be the Far Sector character, but it, Green Lanterns, in general, she's a fairly new one. Anyhow... Um that leads us to our last story of the book.
0: Which starts with uh Bass's brother picking up the mom at the airport and like oh where's yeah, like oh you? or no their auntie they They're call picking it. Auntie their aunt. Aunt.
1: Um the writer on this one is Sia Sia, Sia Grace and uh, the artist is Ron oh no, sorry Roman Avellobos is the artist on it. Did a book oh gosh, there was a series he did a while back that the art's
0: very Frank Frank Quietly.
1: It's style wise, yeah, he's he's similar. It's not as it's not as refined as Quietly, but it's got the same the it's same thing. Um
0: anyway, like so you're like, oh, I wish where Simon won the heavy stuff and he's listed as Simon Baz. Yeah, Simon Baz is that's and, uh, that's his name. Um he's like, Sorry, I'm late, I was in Routine sector control, blah, blah, blah. And he's got, like, an alien, like, something on the shoulder. And he flicks it off. It
1: chunk of gross. Yeah. yeah,
0: Auntie, how are you? Like, um, and they're like, let's go to this thing. Let's go to this art exhibit, the Art Walk 2020. And it's a bunch of, uh, it's a bunch of, like, um, Middle Eastern Muslim art. And I wish I could get into the thing. I was like, that's not necessarily a thing, like, historically. When it comes to Muslims, yeah. they're, 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 it's modern art. Well, but the thing is, traditionally, if you're a Muslim, the uh, the language, the written language, is their art, right? Not other paintings. Which so this doesn't make any sense. So Whoever wrote this doesn't. So this is my least because it's not. It doesn't properly like relate to. I don't
1: know. Some of the pictures are writing. No, not yeah, all of them, but some it, of them
0: exactly. Are. But they're not all. And so that's the things like they don't do things like that. So like, um, as far as. The religion of Islam—that's isn't proper—is what I'm saying. So, like, if you if you're a Muslim, that's not right. You don't you know like you're like oh, I do this painting of this mosque. They're like, mm-hmm. it's not that's not, not how they do things. I'm, I'm I'm just saying like historically, like they're very strict with that kind of stuff. So, um, I'm just saying that that's why one of the reasons this is my least favorite story because it's like it's very inaccurate. But anyway, they show up this this art walk and. They're walking around looking at things, and like in the dis, like at the corner, I like one, like the cousin sees that there's a guy walking around that looks very shady, and he's got a trench coat and, a hat and glasses, and he's like can't you just can't you just scan him with your ring? And so he scans him, and just like yeah, he's got an automatic weapon, and so like he's like I'll go take him. And he's like oh you're never you're not gonna let me get away with this, and he starts shooting at him, and uh, like uses a green light ring to block it, and. Uh, one of the one of the bullets ricochets off the construct and like hits the guy in the shoulder and he's like, "Oh, this like you don't think this ends with me?" Like, and he's like, "Ah, whatever, man." And uh, we'll figure it out. So he flies him up and he just gives him a long lesson. He's like, "Hey, man, this is this, this is nonsense. It's like people versus it's people versus people. We're all the same people." And turns him upside down. The guy just he just doesn't care, so he takes him down and gives him to the cops. And everybody down there's just like, like, "What's going on?" And uh, his auntie's just like, no, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna keep doing this thing. I'm, I'm not gonna. If I leave now, it's gonna show that uh, show other people that I'm scared. I'm not gonna do that.
1: Right. Well, he tells her, yeah, we should probably go home, auntie. And of course, the the brother wants to leave. And I mean, there's just a shooting at the event. that makes sense to want to leave. But she's like, no. This is how we prove that we're not afraid of what these people are willing to do. Because we have to keep moving. And
0: then the next, it shows like, because the guy, the guy that he like had stopped, he like was like, oh, there's more of us. There's more of us. And then it's just like. It shows like the van driving on the highway, and like um, Simon just coming, like finds the van and like grabs it and cuts the roof open. And is like we're gonna do this thing. Is like too late, and like scoops him up and carries
1: him away. Right. They had a bunch of pipe bombs, and the, they're all talking about how they're gonna blow everything up. And so it is a terrorist, stop and terrorist story is what it is.
0: So, I mean,
1: yeah. I
0: mean, the art was good on that one, and I the story it was like, eh. That, that was the one I was just like, it was kind of weak because it's like you need to do your history on like on that kind of stuff if you're going to do it. Mm. Sorry, you just do. Like that's a big deal because like there wouldn't be an art like a Muslim art walk. There wouldn't be such a thing.
1: I, mean, I don't I don't know any different. So, but like
0: yeah. their art is their language, and and and, and add it as it is written, and that is what they do, and so like that. That bugged me a little bit, but anyway. Um, then, then you go through, like, a whole uh, Green Lantern secret core, secret files, and oh, it shows yeah. a bunch of different, um, so different after, the,
1: after the stories, there's a batch of secret file pages, so it just gives you a write-up of a bunch of different characters and a bunch of different Green Lanterns and different alien-type ones, and, like, my favorite one in this whole batch of weirdness is the, is Vox, V-O-X, from Sector 571. He basically looks like a giant monkey in a little unitard. My question is, where is, a uh, Sodom Yacht? Uh, in New Fifty Two and Rebirth, uh, we don't talk about him.
0: So stupid.
1: Well, where he fits in the world, it, it, it he doesn't fit currently. So, but he does. Though. No, he doesn't. But he does. No, though. he doesn't. None of the stories he's in are affected by anything. But he does, though. No, I mean, I say he does matter, and he's a really cool character. And as far as having a, well, Daxamite. So not Kryptonian because they're the ones that left Krypton. So a Daxamite. Who's affected basically the same as Superman on Earth by the by the sun? Weakness to lead because their planet itself causes that. So he himself has a weakness to lead with a Green Lantern ring. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. I mean, so Grand, it's basically
0: Superman with the Green Lantern ring.
1: Almost. I mean, he gets nerfed pretty heavy when they impaled him with a rod through his chest to make him not be able to use his full potential. But yes, but, it is like well, Superman. At one point,
0: but he's basically Superman.
1: I mean, kind of, yeah. And he had the ion power for a long time. For a little bit, he did, yeah. But he also started out as a Cyclops with a crazy mohawk, so you can thank uh, Alan Moore for that. He got better in the later books.
0: Oh, so you can talk about the old, 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 old stuff, but you can't talk about the current if, stuff.
1: None of it matters because he's not part of it anymore. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. the
0: things like it doesn't. He's not, not fair.
1: currently part of it. Where he started versus where he became awesome versus where he is now is all the same equation. He's not part of anything right now. Which is unfortunate, because Sodom Yacht was awesome.
0: So the most current Sodom Yacht was was like basically Superman with the Green Lantern Ring. He was awesome, and his only weakness is to lead instead of kryp- kryptonite.
1: Well, and they nerfed him by putting a rod through his chest that the Lantern Ring had to protect, which made him weaker. So it would be like Superman if he ate a batch of kryptonite and then couldn't get it out of his body. and
0: but He did get it out of his body, though.
1: The lead pipe? Yeah, the rain, The ring, the ring purged it. Uh, I not yeah, remember that. It
0: did. That's when he got the Ion Power.
1: Oh, okay, so when the Ion Power happened. I guess I didn't read a lot of the Ion Power stuff for him. Like, the, he did have his own miniseries, though. I didn't read that stuff, so. But, again, he doesn't exist in the current universe because we haven't seen him, so. Doesn't mean he doesn't exist. I'm going to go with that he would have showed up at one, one point by now, probably. Mm. Doesn't make him not cool. Doesn't make him not doesn't cool. Doesn't make him yeah. not existing. Yeah. I mean that's a that's probably a Mark Wade' question, the historian, because I don't I don't know the answer to that. But I'm going to tell you we haven't seen him. So out of sight, out of mind.
0: Again, another reason why the new 52 is
1: wow. Oh, only parts of it. Only
0: parts Dude, of it. Dude, so many things suck about it. But oh, there's a lot of good things too. Fifteen things that suck about it came up tonight.
1: Not fifteen.
0: In one like, episode of this podcast, like three. Fifteen. No, three.
1: Fifteen. Like three. Jade. That's one.
0: Sodom yet. Yeah. That's two. We talked about the Tim Drake stuff. That's three. The Jason Todd stuff.
1: Nothing about Jason Todd changed. He's actually way cooler with the Red Hood and that wads. He's awesome. He's the same before and after. He didn't change. So then it's not a problem, right? Well,
0: but there's other things, too. So three things. We talked about multiple things. <laughs> oh,
1: my God, man. Uh, okay, uh, so after the books... So what... Uh, so next up, oh, what would you learn today, Josh? Lesson of the day. I hate New 52.
0: definitely learned that today. <laughs> it's stupid. Oh, my gosh. I'm angry about it. Well. Rage. Red Lantern. Rage. You're
1: only awake seven years too late.
0: Red Lantern. I've been mad, mad about it. <laughs> Listen to seven years ago on this podcast when I first was on it, three years ago, I still hate the New 52. <laughs> I've never not hated it.
1: Okay. What did I learn today?
0: What do you think you learned today?
1: See, that's not how the game works. I know, but you, it's, it's we're changing the game.
0: What All do you right. What do you think? Did you mm-hmm. learn
1: anything today? Did I learn anything in general? Um, That you really, really like say about the bell. Like, I knew that. Yeah, you knew that already. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a normal thing. It's, it's harder
0: doing just the two of us because we know each other so well and we spend so much time together.
1: Uh, what, what I learned today that if Baz can figure out where you're at, he's just going to rip your van apart. That's what I learned. Yeah... So it's not a lot.
0: I don't like either of those Green Lanterns. Baz or Jessica Cruz. Mm-mm.
1: They are still pretty new, and Baz just, came along at a weird time. They're just they're just like weak. Jessica Cruz is actually awesome. Did you ever read the the Forever? Mm. No, yeah. You, I need to have you read uh, Forever mm. Evil.
0: No, she's, I just want to know why awesome. they keep adding other Green Lanterns to Earth.
1: Because Earth is the center point of the universe, man. Nah. Yeah, center point of the universe. Nah. Everything bad happens here. Nah. Center point Why can't they just
0: get Sodom yet to come? Because be like, he doesn't exist He'd be like, now. double whammy. He'd be like, like, I'm Green Lantern and Superman. So they gave give another Superman and I'm Green Lantern. And I'd be so bad, awesome, awesomeness, killing it. Just ninja kicks and high fives. He probably has Bruce Lee skills, too.
1: I mean, he is from another planet, so who knows? I mean, Probably because his planet, his sector is a different sector. But it doesn't change the fact that... So why do you got to
0: keep adding more Green Lanterns to the same sector? Because this is the center of the universe, bro. There's like a bazillion of them. Yeah. No. They don't need that many. Center of the universe. They have Alan Scott. They don't need anybody else. He's the original. Ah, He's from
1: Earth 2. A different universe. No. Not anymore. Yes. different universe still. They did away with that too. No. Earth 2 blew up. The universe itself did not Not go away. Earth 2 blew up. So he's... So he's in the Earth 2 universe... Just, they don't have their own Earth anymore. They were relocated so to he's another on, Earth. So like he's on Earth now. No. Yes, no, he is. No, no, no. They were relocated to another planet in their own universe. There's a whole storyline about it called Forever Evil. No, no, called Forever... Oh, shoot. It's not Forever Anything. It's, uh... He's on Earth. No, he's not. N- not... No, no, he's not at all, actually, because even that universe is not Earth. Be like Earth 2, but it's not actually Earth 2. It has a different name. They relocated to another planet because their planet blew up. Uh, Futures end. That's the name of the story. Futures end and, and world's end both happened at the same time. One dealt with time and the destruction of Earth two. World's end, destructed, with, dealt with just the destruction of Earth two, and they were relocated to another planet in their own universe. So he is not in our universe or on Earth at all. I know it's hard to keep track. There's a lot of stories.
0: Again, that's why it's stupid. Yeah, that's why New Fifty Two sucks. So there's four. That's four direct that, ones. That's
1: not... We're, in, we're too far late now. No, three, three is four. the right answer. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... uh tune tune in to Action Figure Deconstruction um, over on YouTube to check out our uh, Power Rangers Ranger Slayer Kimberly and any of our other episodes because they need follows and subscriptions. And
0: So, if you're listening to this right now and you like action figures and you like fun and you have ten minutes of time because they're only about ten minutes long...
1: It's like twelve, but yeah.
0: They're... On average, you're about 10 minutes. <laughs> Go over to YouTube, type in Action Figure Deconstruction, follow it, like it, share it with your friends. It's really fun. Um, we do some cool things. And if there's an action figure that you want to see, shoot us a message. DM us. We're on Action Figure Deconstruction on all social media platforms. Sure.
1: Um, We got any books to watch, Josh? Books to watch...
0: Man, I'm a little, I'm a little, little bit behind. The only thing I've been reading was Usagi and uh, Young Justice, the only two things I've actually um, for sure caught up on. And I think I'm even like an issue behind on each of those, so I'm not 100% sure. But, well, those are awesome. So I am excited to read the um, Ranger Killer.
1: Or Ranger Slayer? Ranger, Ranger one Slayer, shot? yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm excited to read that. So,
1: and uh, Oh, mentioning Usagi, just real quick. They're. We well, found out uh, a couple weeks ago that you saw your was getting his own Netflix show too.
0: Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that
1: should be freaking awesome. But it's going to
0: be—it's not going to be—it's not going to be Kamikazagi. It's going to be kind of space Usagi.
1: Which was part of the tangent in Charles for a second. Kind of. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. It is cool. The Sansa guys. i hope something.
0: I'm hoping to be very Samurai Jack funness like that. I think. I think. Regards was doing Sansa guys getting a cartoon.
1: So that good happens. for him. It's about time. Um, okay, well, books to watch. Let me give you a couple, because i got a couple this week. Uh, so one that could have been in the news, but he's not in the news because we're at the end of the show now. Um, so Berserker, spelled B-R-Z-R-K-R. Berserker. Very similar. So the person writing this was actually two people. Do you want me to give you the name that you're going to be like, really? Or do you want me to give you the name that you're going to be like, I don't know who that is? Okay, either way. Okay, so this book is written by Keanu Reeves. Oh, sweet! Yeah, that Keanu and uh, Matt Kent, good writer. Um, the book has come out from Boom Comics. It's Keanu Reeves' first comic book writing debut. The main character is drawn very like him, which is fine. Um, it's a it's a book. Uh, the artist on it is Alessandro uh, Vitti, V I T T I, and the story is about an immortal warrior who. Uh, has been fighting so long that he basically went crazy and now has decided that he wants it to end. So the couple test pages that they have in the new previews catalog are great. I'm sure they're online. Just try Googling it. I think it'll be freaking awesome. So, I mean, that guy kills it at everything. Keanu's great. And Matt Kent's a good writer. So whatever Keanu briefs the table, Kent can make make sense. It'll be awesome. So I think that'll be great. Uh, another book coming out is We Live. This one's coming out from Aftershock. Um, and like, people working on it, like, I don't know either one of them from their names, but the test pages in the catalog again are awesome. Uh, so it's Roy Miranda and, uh, Inaka or Miranda that are doing it. Or Inaki An- Miranda. And it's uh, a story set in the year 2084. And, of course, the world's been a wreck and now is overrun with monsters and um, just not normal life that we know it as a thing. And uh, what's left of humanity struggles to survive. Uh, then one day, they get a message from outer space, I guess, that uh, tells them the planet's impending doom. And the same message tells them they will spare 5,000 children... And this particular story is going to be about one of the kids that's trying to get to these beacons to be saved from the destruction of Earth, and his sister. So it's like a lone wolf a cub, but with a sister that's in her, like, maybe 20s, and basically trying to save part of the human race. And the art for it looks freaking great. So, like, I'm pretty impressed by that. I think I, I think that'll be a cool one. Um Aftershock's got a bunch of talent in it that's uh some are really well-known, and others are, are, like, out of nowhere, but it does a pretty good job on a lot of its books. I'm pretty impressed with that company. Uh, then, this one's a little more old school. Um, actually, no, I'll finish with that one. So, another one called Shadow Service. And Shadow Service is coming out from Vault Comics. So, these are all, like, indie companies, man. Um, it's being done by uh, Kevin Scott and uh, Corin Howell. So, same same people that... Uh, Oh, gosh, I, I can't remember the name of the book they worked on. It doesn't matter. Anyway, this particular book is about a private investigator dealing with the underworld of London, and uh, she also happens to be a witch. That pitch sounds terrible, but the art looks great, and the stories, The the writers from the, the next two issues are great. I think that'll be awesome. Sorry, I should have done better with that. Sorry, guys. Shadow Service, I think, will be great. Um... Anyway, I got pretty excited when I, so I was looking at my notes and I got excited for the, the next one. Um, so, King Tank Girl uh, is a five part miniseries. And Tank Girl, for the last few years, has been coming out through Titan Comics. And they've done a good job with it. Batch of miniseries is awesome. Well, um, Tank Girl is moving to Albatross Funny Books. And, uh, this is, is being written by, done by the same people. So it's Dan, P- uh, Brett pa- P- Parson doing the art and uh, Alan uh, Martin, so the same people that were working on over at Titan. So they just switched publishers, and this is supposed to be a series that deals with some of the earlier days of the Tank Girl. But I love Tank Girl, and I think that's freaking great. Um, so moving to another company, not that big a deal, but Albatross does some pretty cool stuff. A lot of stuff uh, put out by the dude that does the Dune, whose name I'm struggling on now. There's a lot of books. It is, yeah. There's the, the new catalog came out this week, so there's a lot of it in my head. You should pick a couple next time. I mean, that was a couple. I had the makeup for you. No. Yeah.
0: You said you have any books to watch, and you pick a couple.
1: That means two. <laughs> that was only four. I uh, was like, ten girls a, a little old school. I thought it was like fifteen. No, I mean it was only four. But all four of those books, I think, will be awesome. Um, the newest solicit was for uh, Shadow Service Number Three, so that should be hitting stores, I think, this month. Uh, Everything else is about two months away. But I did definitely watch for the uh, Berserker one, because... Berserker! I know, it looks awesome. So
0: speaking of Berserkers, before we end this thing today, you and me are going to be working on this thing soon. And we have to say a thing, and... If you care about action figures in any way, shape, or form, this, this will pertain to you. And... It's hard for me to say this without swearing because I'm so angry about it. but scalpers are the worst kind of people. So
1: comic kind of world too, that's true. yeah
0: yeah, it, it, it's, it's cover chasers like those people that go in and just, just buy books just because they're worth money and they' like they like drive to different towns like do you have blah 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 issue number two two four nine nine seven you're like, why did you pick that book? No reason. And they're like, you're here just because it's worth a lot of money. It's like, it's like, man, if you love something, just just support it and buy those things. And, like, the problem with scalpers when it comes to the action action figure community is that, like, people will buy an entire case of figures and scalp them on eBay and... Of oh, the
1: same figure. Well, of well, well,
0: anything, really. They, they overbuy a bunch of stuff... And then, like, really try and sell them on eBay for a ton load more money. And you know what? Like, that's the kind of stuff that ruins action figure lines. And it's just like, G.I. Joe was a dead line. Like, it was dead. Like, Hasbro had, like, Hasbro took took the power away from the uh, G.I. Joe collector community. Like, the G.I. Joe collector con it took the power away from them. And, like, we're taking all the rights back so the no more G.I. Joe collector... Like the GI Joe um, official GI Joe con, no more. We're taking it all back, taking everything back. So like, they can't even like second secondary source figures that like just true collectors want, which is like for years has been a thing. Like the, the GI Joe collector con has like been like the you know it's been a
1: thing like twenty years. There's one in Denver like five years ago.
0: Yeah. yeah, but I mean more than that. And like they they, they you know like it, it was expensive. It was like. 300 or $400 a set sometimes, but you're getting, like... Oh, when they made the series? Was, yeah, that was a different thing. No, yeah. but the sets. Like, every every convention had those. Right. And it's just, like... And every year it was a different theme. And, like, there's one year was awesome. It was, like, the October Guard versus the Iron Grenadiers. And it's, like, there's... Like, they made they made Red Star. And they made a couple other ones randomly with the O-Ring series. But, like, on three packs when there, was a, when there were Toys or Us. But, like, really, it was just... They made the entire October Guard and it was amazing. And they gave people who didn't get a chance to go to the convention, they could buy, they called it Homefront Heroes. You could buy it and you could like get it shipped to your house. And right. I got, and I got it because I didn't get I, I, at that time, I don't, I don't remember that year was in like, I don't know, St. Louis or something. And I, I mean, obviously I couldn't go to it, right. but, I, but I still got a chance to buy. I paid the money. I got the, I got it to my house and it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And I always wanted those October Guard figures and I got them. And it, they always supported whether you could go or you couldn't. There were some things that you got, you got when you got to go, because it's like, yeah, we got it. The people who get to go get something, which is understandable. Just like any convention exclusive, yeah. Exactly, but they like, there's a like they like a parachute drop every year for the kids, and they like a special figure just for the parachute drop, you know? Like, and they like, Evan, they they just did so many amazing things, and like then then I then I hear this story today about. Um, target ex- exclusives like there's six per case of, of of the new six inch line, the the new one twelfth line, and like people just buying the entire case. There's absolutely no reason to buy an entire case of anything.
1: Well, one of the same figure, yes. It, it's all the same figure. Yeah, it's, it's not all different figures. That they, they, so they, they, yeah. they bought
0: three. They bought multiple cases of all the same figure, and it's just like to put them on eBay to make money. And those people are called scalpers. And they're the lowest rung of society. They're a bad person, and I don't like them. And they're the kind of people that get kicked in the shins. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start giving lollipops and five dollar bills to little kids that, that's a person to scab go kick them in the shin. Oh, and put on these tap shoes. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do, man?
1: You're gonna have to carry a lot of sizes. You just get one for thing. But it everyone. bums me out, man. It's no, just like, I it's gonna,
0: it's gonna, it, that's the kind of stuff that kills series. It's the it it's, it's, it's kind of thing that kills lines of action figures. Right. And that's why I love, like, these independent, these independent lines that you and me have been reviewing a lot. Just like, the, like, Wars of the Animal Kingdom and the boss fight stuff. And, like, I mean, all these different, like, there's a, a bunch of series that we you and me have done that, like, scalpers can't, there's nothing scalpers can do about that. Because it's all about it's all about the collector, and I love that. And it's just like when it comes to GI Joe, though, that's a it's ma- a mass release figure, and so like they can only do so much, you know. What I mean, like, right. and until they turn GI Joe into like like a private sector, which will never happen, it's like we got to deal with this nonsense. It's just like there's like you know there's the Red Hulk the the Red Hulk series problem that happened at Target uh, Target me, a few years ago. Like, right. there's been a bunch of things like that that happened. It's just like. You know, scalpers ruin things for people who just I, you and me. I want one, you want one, right? That's, That's it, true. man. Like we're not. I mean, I have extra figures of, of of different series that I've bought over the years because I'm like, oh, there's two Storm Shadows available, and they've been here for a couple of weeks, and like, I really like this figure, so I'm gonna I'm gonna buy both of them because I'm gonna customize them. So, so I'll buy extra ones to customize, you know, and like and but then like years later. I'm like, I still haven't gotten around to customizing this figure, so I'll put it on eBay, but I won't I won't rip people off. I'll just put it on there for, like, the going rate. And most of the time, I'll be like, what's the going rate? 50 bucks, I'll put it on for $40 by now. Just because it's like somebody wants that more than me, you know? And it's just like, I'm not trying to rip anybody off.
1: Well, it's a different thing when, when they're a mass availability and the way things have gone right now is not that way. I agree with you. I mean, that's a different kind of thing to debate on a different kind of place, but... As a thing, it yeah, it's well as a platform
0: like in in, in the pop culture community. Sure, this podcast feeds that, yeah. and like, and I just wanted to get that out there, it's just like
1: Man, understandable. People people
0: kind of suck sometimes. Super sad. Like
1: when I, when I when I heard it, I was pretty pretty. It's pretty it's unhappy. just a bummer. Yeah,
0: it's disappointing. So 100%. I mean, I, I hope those things go mass retail and those people get stuck with like six figures at twenty bucks a piece. And they're like, oh dang it right and they have to sell them they have to try and sell them online for the same price that they bought uh, them for all
1: the crazy bots that bought out the website the target website when it went live apparently there were bots that bought out the entire amount that was available through the target website which takes seconds which how that even works is it's crazy yeah i don't get it but we have the same problem in the comic book shop i mean venom 26 came out last week and it's got a first appearance of a new suit on a dude and as a thing, like, the first five people in the door are people that don't normally shop at the store, and they bring over the stack of five or six issues, and expecting me to sell them all the copies that I had, and problem with that is, you're not gonna buy 27, bro. So no. You can buy one. And that's how the store works. If you don't know that about the store, now you know, um, there's part of that song I can't say. But as a thing, or G.I. Joe's Half the Battle, no, that's a different saying. Nevertheless, it, as a thing, we foster a comic community at the comic shop. And the community, yeah, you mean. are here to support
0: the people who want the issue.
1: Right. It's a matter of folks that read the series. And yeah, if you sell it later, great. I, I don't care. Whatever. You want to buy one today? Sure. That's fine. Come back tomorrow, and I'm going to tell you no, you bought one yesterday. I'm sorry. Because I have people, kids, that are going to want number 26, number 27, number 28, 29, 30, 40 however long in the series, and you're here to buy one issue. So, no. So, it's the same thing. It's it, it's aggravating, and you know, as a thing, I, I can't foster a second-market community when we're fostering a comic community, and that's uh, two different things entirely. Yep. So, do whatever you want with your own books. I don't care. That's fine. If you want five copies, come to me two months ago, and I will order you five copies happily. But... You know, speculation market is a nightmare. Right. Anyway, well, that down note. Thanks a lot, man. Um, how do we usually close the show? It's been two months. I don't remember. You said, like, oh, Takie. Oh. Uh, Tiki. Come on, man. I'm gonna get you write Cameron Rider. I'm, I'm never. Like, gonna say, I'm never gonna, gonna say it. There. That's fine. <laughs> Anything else, Josh?
0: Yo, Joe. Takie.